guys, this is Felissa Rose, Angela from Sleepaway Camp, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. the horror squad podcast episode number 184 tonight we're covering a trilogy fear street one two and three currently streaming on netflix quite the hot topic as well around the horror world and on horror world so that's always good i'm one of your co-host todd we have steve who just passed a kidney stone my god that's terrible i'm glad you're okay sam who was worried about kidney stone so that's perfect timing from steve and joe what's up guys who doesn't want a kidney stone hello <laughs> How you doing, Todd? Tell me all about your convention. I want to hear all about it. I'm very excited. I, I've been itching to go to a horror con for two years now, so I want to hear how your first con experience back was. It was one part terrible, another part amazing. And I got a bone to pick <laughs> with horror fans. It's been over a year, guys. I mean, there, there have been some cons, right, here and there, but right. let's just pretend over a year, right? You got to wear the deodorant, people. You got to take <laughs> so a shower. So that hasn't changed. <laughs> no. You got to take a shower, deodorant, clothes that aren't dirty. For the love of God, it's summer right now. We're all getting off COVID. And trust me, if you didn't have COVID before, you definitely got at this event because <laughs> I'm surprised they let it happen. It was uh, Indianapolis, in, uh, Indiana. And it was like you had to snake your way through people, shouldering, elbows in the gut, stuff like that. It was extremely packed. Um and one of the it was two rooms pretty smaller than usual um i've i've been to this venue before and um my god one of the rooms like no lie you walk into it and you can feel like the musk setting over you it's like um i can taste it yeah exactly it gets on your skin you taste it you're just like what am i doing um no lives for that by the way (laughs) no No, i don't i don't live for the smell as much as i love cons that I do not. I like can like. I'm. I really can like smell it right now. I know exactly that yeah. smell Todd is talking about. It's just a mix of. I can feel it in my throat. Like the <laughs> Sunday morning when you go home, you're gonna get sick from everyone. I. That's what is in my throat right now. Yeah. I, I took a nice shower when I got home. Like <laughs> it was. We we were all like me and my crew, my group, whatever. Like you know, cologne, shaved stuff. Like you know, you're out in public. You gotta do your thing. I understand. You know, some people might be a little bit less better off or whatever. Can't afford cologne. That's cool. But, you know, deodorant, shower, it goes a long way. Um, especially if you want, like, uh, maybe higher caliber celebrity guests, you know? They're going to be turned off if they go to a con, and it's, it's pretty stinky. So let's keep that in mind. But other than that, the bad stuff aside, um, it was cool hanging out with my friends and then going to the con and seeing actors. You know, even if I didn't – this is actually my cheapest con. I only spent 100 bucks total besides not including Steve's 100 Um but I only met Sky and Michael St. Michaels from Grease Strangler, who were extremely cool. Sky is extremely laid back. Um, and you can tell, like, they're really happy to be noticed. You know what I mean? Like, some of the, the actors will, like, glance up at you and then be done. But no, they were, like, asking questions, talking about food. Um, it was just, they were great. It was a really good time. So I was happy to meet them. Didn't do Dreyfus because his line was insane the entire day, wow. and it was way too sweaty. Mm-hmm. And God, I, I know. But you're it was, gonna be so sad about this. I, you know, you're probably right, but I was so turned off at that point because he was in the room with the stink. <laughs> I know, Todd, but I was even telling Joe, I was like, 
No, I was like, I need a message Todd and say like, what is going on? Like, why would you make this mistake? <laughs> yeah, I saw him though. He looks good. He doesn't yeah. look as bad as or rough as he was with you guys. So maybe oh, he's really? sick maybe or something. Oh, really? Maybe he stopped drinking. Not that he was drinking, <laughs> but I'm just assuming. That always makes everyone look better. But you know, like maybe a week, a year off from everybody too, you know? Right. Yeah, maybe uh, he, he enjoyed the time away, yeah. You know, but not to pick on horror fans completely though, because there were two um, singers there. They had Alice Cooper and Corey Taylor from Slipknot. So they drew like a huge crowd and that might, that might have something to do with the the greediness but um yeah i know i bought the autograph and i bought a leatherface figure spent 100 bucks total the whole day and um it was good it's fun which what leatherface figure uh the little what are they called amigos or something like that yeah 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 Yeah, one of those little fake 20 dollar ones so it was pretty yeah fun. cool nice yeah it's good to get out though it was fun yeah definitely definitely i can't wait sam and i are going to one next month so i can't wait and we'll report back for sure was there anyone wearing um a mask like was there no or was was... it just like COVID had never happened it's like COVID never happened there was maybe honestly not lying maybe two people Mm -hmm. um none of the actors dreyfus wasn't masked so i mean he's probably the oldest gentleman there yeah um i saw a few pictures I saw, sorry, I saw a few pictures with Alice Cooper and I saw he had like two tables. So like he was, I felt like that was like more, that was sort of a COVID thing, but it also could have been a stink thing. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was cool to be there though. It, it definitely rekindled my love to collect stuff again. Mm. Like I, I hadn't bought a figure in probably a year, probably through entire COVID just because I didn't feel like it. But then when I went there, I saw all the stuff and you had the vendors and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of feeling this now. So mm-hmm. it was cool. Nice. Awesome. And Steve, yeah. let's hear that first theater back experience. <laughs> yes, I've been, I've been please. excited to hear this as well. Yeah, so theater's finally And don't reopened. forget to tell us about the snack that you had. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so theater's finally opened in Canada. Well, at least in my province. Uh, I think we were the last ones to open. So I decided, especially now we're at 50% capacity, which means you're guaranteed not to have random people at, at least two seats from you. Because uh, the theater that I go to, it's like these uh, leather recliner th- uh, seats. So And they're like packs of two. So it was me and my wife and then the two on each side of us were guaranteed to be empty, which is just the way I love it. Uh, I went to see Escape Room 2. Um, which I won't talk about because we might do an episode on it. So I want to keep my thoughts for that. Um, so yeah, so I went, uh, there was like nobody there. Uh, at least when I got there, we so I got popcorn and a drink. I got water. My wife got uh, <laughs> Diet Coke, but uh, it was like, it was a combo pack that I bought in like 2019, you know, that uh, I've been kind of holding on to in my wallet for the last year and a half. So I finally got to use it. And my first, the first thing I like noticed is the seats didn't feel as comfortable as they used to be, you know, even though they're like leather recliners, but a lot has changed for me since COVID hit. Uh, I moved and when I moved, uh, I made good money on like the sale of my old house. So I kind of splurged a little bit for new furniture because I needed to furnish my new house. And one of the things I splurged on was a big screen TV, a surround sound and kind of like leather recliners for my basement. And now that I have that at home, I feel like the theater wasn't as like fun anymore. Even though there was basically no one in the room, there were maybe six other people that were watching the movie with us. So that wasn't the issue. They they were quiet. So that's not the problem. But popcorn felt stale. 
the seats were kind of uncomfortable uh, after a year and a half of not going to the theater like halfway through the movie you know it's like I want to get up and just stretch or whatever and I can't because I, you know I'm at a theater and it's just I don't know the experience just didn't seem as fun as it used to be so I think if I have the option going forward I'm gonna rent it at home I know some movies are still doing kind of both uh, so unless it's something I really really want to see or it's something for the podcast then I think I'm gonna either wait for it to come out on uh, digital or uh, won't see it at all so yeah hold yourself buddy yeah <laughs> yeah I, I guess so I, I mean I'm you know I know I'm privileged and lucky that I can do that but it's just I don't know I, it kind of lost its appeal to me at least from I, this. I'm right there with you to be honest with you mine is more people because I I get so frustrated where it'll affect like 30 minutes of my movie. Like, even if it's like something at the beginning where I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this guy's a fuck, you know, like the whole time. And yeah. it's like down the line, I'm like, this motherfucker better not. And I'm thinking about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's just yeah. easier not to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, without giving anything away, Steve, I know that you had said when we watched the trailer for Escape Room that you felt like they showed the entire movie. Would you say that that was accurate or? Funny, uh, our buddy Mondo asked me that very question today. And I I actually watched the trailer again. And my response to him was, that wasn't a trailer. That was a two minute recap of the film. Okay. (laughs) It's it's ridiculous. It's practically everything that film has to offer in that two minute trailer. Which which I think we already knew, I mean, but that's disappointing yeah, yeah it's, i was hoping maybe we get some terrible. surprises but it doesn't sound like it. there are but the the majority of the beats in the film are shown you know in flashes i mean you know it's still two minutes versus an hour and a half but yeah that sucks it's i, I hate when people do that yeah. are the like setups cool like that they have to escape from uh yeah i mean they're, they're yeah i guess so the escape rooms themselves are pretty cool but mm-hmm. i thought that with the first one as well mm-hmm. it's just there's a lot of suspension of disbelief which i have a hard time with yeah i was like in the, in the first one they literally were in like the arctic and in, inside of a building so <laughs> right bottomless, you can't get more crazy pit. than that I the bo- like. bottomless pit but i yeah, will yeah. say this without spoiling anything but they do something in the movie that ex- that kind of explains stuff in the first one that makes it a little more believable, like a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> so they tried, I guess, to retcon some of the things from the first one, but still, um, yeah, it'll be very. I have a lot of notes on this movie, so I hope we get to do it at some point because cool. there's a, there's a lot to talk about. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I picture Steve with a little notepad in the theater. That's not right. I'm jotting <laughs> it down. I know, well, Sam, I you want to tell them what? Sam, you want to tell them what we did this weekend? Besides, uh, like my car breaking oh, down shit. and all of the nightmare we dealt with with that, but oh, we did do sucks. something. We did do something fun. Oh yeah, we went to um, Fright Kingdom, which is a haunted house in the next state over, and um, they were doing a Christmas in July Krampus haunted house thing. Um, they were going to do it in December, but it got canceled because of COVID. So they left all of the stuff up and wanted to give it like one more go before they got ready for Halloween. And it was pretty cool. Like it was just their normal haunted house, but they had like Christmas decor and like creepy Christmas music playing. Um, They had 
what else did they have? They had like creepy snowmen around. Yeah, all the um, costumes were awesome. They were yeah, all they like had like Christmas creepy themed. elves yeah. walking around. Mm-hmm. At the end, they had it was like a a short moment where you walked into this area and it smelled like peppermint or gingerbread. Gingerbread, yeah. And then there were like two gingerbread men that looked really creepy, and that was it. And that was like my favorite part. I was like, <laughs> they should have definitely like. Cause it's like, yeah, you see killer snowmen, you see the elves, but it's like, you rarely see creepy ginger Ginger dead men. I was like, they should have done that, but it was still fun. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. And like the coolest, they had like one of the houses. So it's like, there were four houses in total. It's all indoors. It's like an indoor haunt place. Um, But one of the coolest things that they did was they had like a 3D haunt. And when you put the glasses on, it was the lights looked like uh, Christmas presents and it like blew my mind. I don't know how they did it, but like the entire haunt just had like these crazy Christmas presents, like all over the thing. And it really added to the whole like atmosphere, but I mean, they did it like a killer job, like with the Christmas theme. Like I thought it was like going to be really lame. I was like, Oh, it's just going to be like, you know, your basic haunt Halloween type haunt with just like shitty Christmas decorations everywhere. But they really did go all out. Like every like costume, like had something to do with, like a cre- creepy snowman or Krampus or like, so they, they really went above and beyond. And uh, yeah, it was a blast. We had a lot of fun. What was that called again? Um, the place is called Fright Kingdom, uh, but the event was called Christmas in July or Krampus in July or something like that. Yeah. Cool. yeah. But I have to ask because like anytime Joe wants to go to a haunted house, I want to go too, but I always want to invite other people with us because when it's just all it, always ends up just being us two no matter if we invite people something always fucks it up to where it's just us two and I always get so bummed and I don't think Joe understands but I'm like it just it's not scary and it's like I like having the other people like our friends jumping and then you can kind of laugh at them and just scare each other and it's like if we just go by ourselves we always get pushed into like a couple group that doesn't want us or a bunch of like teenage assholes like run into us because they're so scared. So it's just not enjoyable at all. Like I tried to have a good time. I did, but I was like, I don't know. Do you guys feel like that? Or are you just like, whatever, it's fine. I'd rather do anything alone. Personally. <laughs> but I mean, to, with to your avoid... friends though? Well, no. Yeah. I mean, with friends would be cool, but yeah, that, you know, my current situation didn't really allow that with my kids and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'd, prefer just my core group personally yeah but like when i used to go to like halloween mazes and stuff it does suck to have probably kids is the worst one because like you said they run into you but the ones that make me the most mad are the ones are like trying too hard to not be scared those are the ones that frustrate me like shut up you know mm-hmm. just shut up yeah we, we did have like a group of like teenagers behind us that were like freaking out and then the guys in front of us they were like it was a two couples and the two guys were drunk like they had like water bottles with like alcohol and they kept drinking out of it i don't know if sam noticed that or not but uh they were being like super annoying no because i was so pissed that the people ran into me and like i'm very i like this is my bubble don't disrespect it you don't need to touch my body anywhere there's no need get the could you have let them go ahead of you I almost wanted to, but then I'm like, if it's not them, it's just going to be the next people. Cause there were a lot of young people there. And it was like, everyone was just, the crowd was kind of like on a level 10. I don't know, which is fine, but. <laughs> well, um, we also went late. So I feel like everyone was probably drinking pre Yeah, that's stuff, true. But so, like, yeah. they kind of stopped though, because 
they ran into me and I like I fucking gave them the dirtiest look. She did, and I, yeah. Like turned my head <laughs> and I was like, "Body Martinez." I was like, "I'm gonna punch you, know, you if you don't back up." You know what so it is, though, Sam? So then they kept saying, "What?" You're just getting old. That's how I've always. <laughs> That's just been. how it is. <laughs> Damn kids. Damn yep. kids. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> there are not like no rules in there. I, I've been grabbed like full on by random strangers, just like grabbing my shirt. To yeah, they the think houses. like it's okay. <laughs> like, it's right. not okay. Like, what if I had something wrong with my leg? What if I had a wooden leg that you were not aware oh, of, and you pull on me, <laughs> and pirate. I fucking fall? <laughs> no, but I'm saying, and I fall, and like I hit my head, and I'm dead. Like, there's no need to. Like you fucking learn. I'm getting pissed now, but it's like Fired you up. learn. I like it. You learn to not touch people in fucking elementary school. Like nothing's changed, bro. Back up. Yeah. Everyone, well, everyone's go, on their to like tonight. I love it. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's comes back to the thing again with the movie theaters. People ruin it for you, you know. Mm -hmm. It's always other people. Probably because yeah. we're respectful and we stay quiet and reserved and. And wear deodorant. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't smell bad there. So I was. Uh, I mean, that was a positive. That's good. <laughs> was a uh, COVID not a thing there too? No masks or anything? No, no masks, nothing. They like, yeah. Last time we went there, we went there last October, and like there was a mask policy, but like everyone was still up each other's asses. So like, it, but this time it was yeah, like COVID never even happened. So I'm interested to see what the, I'm I'm thinking when we go to Monster Mania next month, it will be the same thing. Like COVID never be, happened. Yeah, it's gonna, be, yeah. it's gonna be crowded. Oh yeah, I'm sure. It's never not crowded there, so. <laughs> yeah, but I'll be going to Horror Hound and Cincy in- uh, Awesome. So. Have they announced, what have they got for guests there? Uh. It's a lot of um, Nightmare on Elm Street people. Freddy Krueger's gonna awesome. be there and nice. that stuff. So all the usuals for that. And uh, um, the one I, Goodfellas guy, I sent you. He'll be there. Oh, okay. Yep. I, I forget what else, but it's a ton of Nightmare on Elm Street people. Nice, nice, nice. I think I'm gonna meet. I think we're gonna meet uh, Brad Dorif next month because I was telling Sam I forgot that I got the uh, Jennifer Tilly autograph. So like she's like possessing chucky in the picture so i'm gonna have him sign it so i got both of them on one eight by ten so it'll be nice very cool yeah everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee well they're wrong there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval deadly grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure the aroma is so intoxicating it brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork deadly grounds coffee coffee to die for and zombie approved it's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Are we uh, skipping what watch today since we have three movies? Or what are we doing? Uh, I mean, we can well, still do what watch, I think. it's. Uh... Yeah, because I want to talk off-season, Todd. Ooh. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Take it away, buddy. All right, well, Todd, thanks for being patient because Todd and I um, oh, by the way, we're not doing questions until the end. I don't know if we mentioned that or not, but you'll get, we're, we're going to get them, folks. Uh, but all right, so Todd and I uh, decided to tackle a new book. Um, Todd did it like two months ago, and I, I told Todd I would, I'd get to it, and I, I finally was able to finish it. But we did Off Season by Jack Ketchum, uh, who's actually a local author to me. He uh, is from the area. He unfortunately passed away a couple years ago, but 
Um, a very renowned horror writer, Stephen King, even called him like the most terrifying writer he like ever read and stuff like that. So, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, so he's got quite a. Uh, he's won like a bunch of awards and stuff like that too. So, um, Off Season is was one of his most uh, controversial and probably most popular books. But basically, what this book is about, it is about. Um, it's about uh, basically this uh, woman. She is like, what is she taught? Like a famous editor or something? She, yeah, she's like a social. Yeah, she's like a professional woman that wants to get away. Yeah, she wants to get away basically. Um, so she decides to rent a cabin up in Maine during the off season. Hence the name of the book. Um, so they go up. Uh, I believe it's uh, September, right? Like early, mid September, late yep. September. Um, she rents the cabin for, and she decides to uh, bring her friends along. She invites her friends up to this cabin in the woods, um, basically in the middle of nowhere, Maine. And uh, we, so we follow. We follow a few different stories. So we follow her uh, story, and then we follow her friends heading up to the cabin. And then we follow a police officer and his like sidekick um, who are investigating because the book opens with um, this woman being attacked by cannibals. Um, and yeah, it, it, it all comes, you know, full circle. But essentially what happens is, is these group of inbred cannibals who live out in a cave in the woods attack um, this uh, cabin in the middle of the night and it gets fucking insane. And I, I really don't want to give like anything else away. Uh, but basically, you know, it's like, think like the hills have eyes times 10. Like it just gets crazier and crazier the more you go. Uh, honestly, like I just like, man, like, so it like, it starts slow. Uh, but it's like all build up and it's good build up. Like, so it's like, you know, the first like five or six chapters is a lot of build up of meeting these characters. We meet obviously the, the friend, the friends that are coming up and her, and we meet the police officer and all that. But man, once these cannibals attack uh, the cabin, which is in chapter six, it like never lets up for the next like six chapters. Like it is just like one thing after the other, them attacking them in the house, um, and then them um, taking some of them back to the cave and the shit that happens in the cave is like so brutal. Um, but it, I mean, it's a great read. Like I, I kind of wish we covered this in our book episode over um, the oh, I'm sorry. Tom Gordon. Okay. I, didn't, <laughs> well, I, didn't I, I, I just, I just I need because like Joe was telling me about it. I was like, I, I need to read it. Just because, like, this is, like, legit horror. Like, to Girl Love Tom Gordon, obviously, we debated, you know, was it really horror and stuff. I mean, this is, like, full hardcore horror. Um, he gets very descriptive in, uh, you know, the stuff here. I mean, you have, you know, children cannibals, adult cannibals. Um, you know, and you got rape. It, you got rape. Tell us you something got, scary. You know, I mean, I don't know. I think the scariest part is, like, when they first attack the house. I mean, when once you get back to the... Um, cave once they take him back to the cave it get it, it just gets gross like I mean it's disturbing um, but for me like the scariest part is them breaking into the house like because you know just like I, you yeah, think Sam, about that Sam like, like that yeah. yeah like you know like I've rented houses in the woods before and just the thought of someone watching you from you know the woods and then breaking in um, to your house, just like unpro completely unprovoked too. I mean, these are just like completely psych yeah, psychotic. Yeah, they, they don't even offend them at some point. Nothing. Yeah, there's there's no there's no motive them. here. It's just wow. psychotic people who basically want to feed on on humans. Um, but yeah, 
I mean, Ketchum's a great writer. Like I said, he's very descriptive and he, he, he puts it along at a really good pace. And like I said, it, it's, uh, it start like the first six chapters is all build up and it's great build up. And I mean, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I really enjoyed it. Go for it, Todd. Uh, to answer the scariest scene, um, with their, so each like cannibal had a role, you know, like there was a big guy, there was a kid, there was a dominant female, things like that. And there's just one big guy that's like a fucking monstrosity. And they kind of show from his point of view, as he's watching people, like, you know how you look outside your window at night, you can't see out. Well, it's like, he would be like a foot away, just fucking mad dogging them while they're doing shit and describing his feelings and things like that, which is pretty gruesome. Um, but I think the grossest scene, we're all spoiled it because it's just one scene. Mm-hmm. It's where they take one of the victims out just like uh, maybe 100 yards away. Yeah, and they string really. her up and butcher yeah. her in front of her sister, who's back at the house still. Sorry, yeah. spoiler. That's a character, whatever. But um, Does yeah, the sister even, see they, while this is happening? Yeah. Yes, everyone sees it. Yeah. yeah. They and even the describe like how he pulls the heart out and like takes yeah. a bite out of her heart and shit. Yeah. And um. <laughs> there's like burnings like complete burnings of victims and the mm-hmm. cops stumble upon it and they go on like they posse up they're like fuck it we're gonna go out there and kill them um the cave stuff is bad yeah the cave <laughs> like, stuff's really bad rape yeah. children in danger uh, sexual violence uh, apart from rape which you know but um yeah i i wrote it down here in my review for it uh it's the Hills of Eyes meets Texas Chainsaw, you know? Yeah. But with more updated gore because those movies were kind of tamed by today's standards, but this one is like, goes all out. You got. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, this book, I mean, obviously like he, you know, there's like nothing new here, I guess. Right. Cause like yeah. we've all seen like so many horror movies and stuff like that. And when he, I think this book was written in the eighties, like early eighties. So you can tell like he borrowed heavily from like Texas Chainsaw and, uh, you know, Hills Have Eyes and stuff like that. That was definitely his inspiration um but yeah i mean it's brutal and it's it's relentless and once it once it gets going he he never lets up and he just continuously like he'll continuously like try to give you like hope and then like he'll just like suck you like right back like into like hell basically um what's good too it's it's well done what's good too is that the victims make good decisions too Mm -hmm. like when they're fighting they use weapons and they hide properly and and they have a plan and stuff like that but then like joe was talking about the hope that they have like oh we know where a gun's at or we know how to you know stuff like that it's just squashed mm-hmm. especially when the cops get there too it's squashed they're not safe either yeah. so is this Good. just a one part story or is there like a second there's a sequel that i haven't read that was mm. written like 10 years later so so who yeah. wrote that like just someone who bought Same guy. oh okay it's yeah. not like he had pa- okay does he have any children I wonder uh, that, and if sure. any of them, right? That I don't know. Hmm. No, I'm not I'll sure. But he, he used to sign, he used to be at every single rock and chalk. So I have I had walked by his table. Like oh, a you remember times. walking? By- yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too bad that he passed well, away. Yeah, because I, uh, our my friend Mike, he's like a avid reader, and he actually like went to his table and bought one of his books. So I was able to like be there when he talked to him. So it was cool to like think of like him while I was reading this uh, book. So. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I'll definitely pick up the sequel. I was reading some of the Goodreads ratings on it, and they say it's not as good, but it's it's okay. So yeah. I'll check it out eventually. And I I think next I I might tackle another one of his books. Um, 
the being the girl next door which i've seen the movie and it's like super disturbing but i heard the book like i've heard people say they had to like they couldn't even finish i've avoided that one because of the source material yeah Yeah, the source material is brutal so um sam you've seen the movie i think um the girl next door where yeah where um, she like talks to someone online no or she's the uh, one that gets kidnapped by the neighbor no she her uh, yeah well she goes to live with her aunt and the aunt is just like brutal and oh yeah like just can torture and the hurt she invites like the kids over and they torture like yeah. this girl in the basement and stuff yeah oh my god there's a book i can't even imagine yeah the, well yeah the movie's based off the book so oh but yeah uh yeah off season check it out it's i mean if you're a horror fan i can't see why you wouldn't like this it's it's brutal <laughs> yeah i agree yeah, it's been, I, I, I guess I'll say like a little more because like whatever, a lot of people probably won't even read it. But like when he takes that girl back to the uh, cave and like cuts off all four of her limbs, like and, and then like pulls her tongue out, yeah. like oh my god, it's so brutal. And she's still alive, and they what? just say, like, yeah, like oh. cuts that one, off that one girl gets bites that one dude's dick off yeah. after, after after making him come, mind you, right. So. wow he's he's very descriptive in the sex scenes too yes. i guess <laughs> like it's quite quite gross yes. but there is like one like really hot sex scene between like two people in the ca- cabin right before he gets the cannibals his... attack and it's like dude it's not like, right before like during practically like, right yeah like it's like right as he's like coming i think they like break into the the like cabin so, so literally caught with your pants around your ankles yeah, right it's good stuff though yeah, but they describe like the one of the cannibals. Like the way he describes cannibals is great too. Like because he just like how disgusting they all are. You know, they're like there's ones like missing like fingers and like yeah. they got like you know like the, the stench of them and stuff like that. So <laughs> Joe's good glowing. Stuff. He's he's into. This. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was good, man. Was I good. really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. He cut off all four of her limbs and cut out her tongue. Yes. <laughs> Did she survive? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad she didn't because she got brutalized. Damn. Mm-hmm. Did there someone kill her survivors. to take her out of her suffering or she just died eventually? She just died. Yeah, she just dies, yeah, from her injuries. Did they rape stuff. her after cutting off her limbs? I think they did before, didn't they? Yeah, I think so, yeah. God. Uh... Yeah, they talk about their, uh, they talk about a lot of cannibal boners quite a lot of times. <laughs> But yeah, Aww. it's, I mean, yeah, it's disturbing. So just trigger warning, I guess, for people. But uh, yeah, if you, if you like your horror, you'll, you'll definitely get it in this one. Wow. Do you think like how, why don't we know more about him and why is it like Stephen King? Cause I feel like, like, do you know what I'm trying to get to? Oh, like- sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am, you know, I think cause like King is more safe horror. Yes that's okay. like and he's more like brutal like horror so like a lot of people can't read that stuff or they just think yeah, it's the house like, but it sounds so it sounds <laughs> yeah. so detailed and like that's what i like to read is like it doesn't have yeah. to be gruesome but the more detailed it is the more that i can see the story and like play it out like a movie in my head yeah, this one's gruesomely detailed though <laughs> yeah 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 so which is think... why it was so controversial like you know a yeah. lot he, there was like his well, he's got like a kid in company, a cage like, the entire fucking book too like right yeah what do yeah, they do he, with the kid? They're just the inbreds. Well, no, they have that one kid hostage or. Captured. Oh yeah! Oh, in the yeah, in the cave. Yeah, he's in yeah. a cage, and they fuck mm-hmm. with his feet and shit. It's like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's gosh. uh it's definitely relentless wow. from when it start when it when it starts getting violent it doesn't end till the end <laughs> till the end of the mm-hmm. book. Yeah. So. Yeah, and there's like a lot of kid deaths too, like because there's mm-hmm. a lot of cannibal kids, like so. 
they're, fuck them, they're all like yeah exactly fuck them because they, they suck anyway but still like. <laughs> you got you got the physical book right Jeff? yeah i think sam might need to read it i told her jump on it sam get on it you're next <laughs> i want to I, I think uh yeah like I, I told her i was like i think you'll really like it sam so all right i had two but i'm only going to talk about one because we don't have a ton of time um so the only one i'll talk about this week is a 2020 film that i saw over on tubi called scary bride so this is a russian film but it's it's like russian people who speak english but i guess they don't speak english well so they dubbed over all the english <laughs> Uh, which is super fucking random. Um, so yeah, so it's uh, it's about a guy who uh, he like is really lonely and he, he keeps having like sex dreams and stuff like that. But in all of his sex dreams, the girl, like something happens where either she he catches her like fucking an old man or all this like super weird shit. I don't know why he has all these weird sex dreams, but his friend has a, a Russian like, bride you know someone he met online and he's kind of jealous because she's hot so he decides to take the leap and go to russia to find uh like a, a girlfriend or whatever so he goes to russia and he goes to this like club and uh over there he meets this like hot woman and she wants to sleep with him and they go upstairs and she like puts a blindfold on him and it turns out that she's a witch and she starts like doing stuff to him uh, and then he eventually gets away and he runs away, but everywhere he runs to, like they're kind of in cahoots with the witch. So all this weird stuff happens. Like he goes to this place uh, where he's trying to like seek refuge and he's naked <laughs> and he puts on some clothes and he goes to this other place. And this girl's like, oh, you got to get naked again. Cause I got to cleanse you. So he gets naked and then she's like, oh, you have to put your head in this like wooden thing. And for whatever strange reason he agrees. Then she takes out this like fish and starts like kind of rubbing him with the fish and then shoves the fish up his ass and you see it there's a shot like a pov from inside of that his ass of like the fish coming in, like out you know what the fuck are you watching i don't know <laughs> it's it's a super fucking weird film uh the dubbing is terrible but it almost adds to the charm of the film now i would not recommend this but if you're looking for something really weird and it's well shot it's not like uh it's not like one of those low budgets that's like really terrible it's actually kind of entertaining so I, it would be like a soft recommend if you're into like really weird kind of unexpected movies and it's a uh, scary bride from tubi what kind of fish was it though a uh, very fake looking fish like <laughs> that's yeah I, I don't know what kind of it's supposed to be but you needs help with all these movies <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't expect that at all though that like, that came out of fucking total left field i i don't even know what made me want to watch this movie to be honest with you i don't know <laughs> like the, the poster is not even that cool i don't know what the hell uh, was going on that morning but you need to take a break from tubi maybe yeah i don't know it's you know you see sometimes you get some really good shit like yeah. rare, rarely but sometimes you find some gems just it was okay so it's not a, i recommend i recommended just one of my friends by the way and he loved it who does <laughs> yeah that's so good like yeah i hope more people watch it right all right you guys want to you got anything else or do you want to just move on to uh, uh, i got nothing else this week yeah i just had the book and then we had to watch the three movies so right, didn't have exactly. much else time <laughs> all right sounds good trivia do it give me a second i'm just joking <laughs> i'll be fine 
Actually, right. I, I, I didn't get any questions from Kayla this no, week. Me, me, so me neither. Me neither. Kayla, you on vacation? <laughs> yes, me too. I have, I have three Google tabs open of questions. So. Um, all right, scores are as follows. I am in the lead with 71. Steve, second place, 70. Joe, 68. Sam, 41. This is game number 28. Who would like to lead off tonight? I'll lead us off um, in, in honor of Fear Street, written by... Our man R.L. Stein, a, a great man from mo- I think most of our childhoods, uh, for people my age anyway. Um, I decided to do all R.L. Stein themed trivia this week. So, uh, good luck. I see Steve already is scared. Over is the there. answer goosebumps, or else I'm pretty <laughs> fucked? <laughs> it is not. It is not. But all of these questions are like pretty like guesses, you know. So like I, you all have a chance here. All right, so my very first one is, this is just a ballpark number, so whoever gets closest um, will get it, but uh, about how many books has R.L. Stein written? 125. 125 on the board. I'm going to go 80. 80 on the board. Sam's looking at her collection right now, counting them. <laughs> I have the complete collection. <laughs> And I'm not just—it's not just Goosebumps. Fear Street. We're talking Fear Street. We're talking Goosebumps. Has he everything. done like a legit adult horror? He actually has. I've never written, uh, wrote, uh, read it, but uh, he wrote it about maybe ten years ago now. I want to say maybe a little less. Yeah. I'm gonna go on the h- higher side, and I'm gonna guess two thirty-five. Sam, oh, you are closest. Um, so he, there's no, uh, man, I looked like everywhere and there's no exact number of how many books Stein has written because they said he's always writing so many that you can't like put an exact number on it. But over on his, um, website, it says he has written over 350 books. Wow. Hmm. Actually, that makes sense because, so I, I have a friend who sent me a message when he heard we were doing Fear Street and he watched them and he says he didn't know until this past week that R.L. Stein, R.L. Stein was actually a person. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, he, oh. he, he thought it was a moniker that people uh, used to write mm-hmm. Goosebumps books. Like, yeah. so it had consistency because there were so many, he thought it couldn't be possibly one person. Yeah, right. So. I, I've always wondered that too. I'm like, how the hell can he crank out so many books? Like, it's it's impressive. He's just a really talented, I guess, fast writer. Because yeah, people yeah. say that about King and he probably only has like 70 books. So yeah. I mean, they are shorter stories, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, not knocking R.L. Stein. I'm just saying, <laughs> don't be trying to compare R.L. to Steven. I don't think anyone is. Well, I mean, like I guess he, I'm I guess RL, he, I guess you could say he's like the children's version. Of well, Stephen they're King. friends, yeah. so yeah. yeah, he's the gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah. the gateway. Absolutely. He's one I'd love to meet. I he doesn't do cons though, but uh, he'd be, can you, he would no? Be can you imagine meeting R.L. Stein? I would cry. Cool. I would cry. <laughs> I would cry. Some sweaty nerd would be like in episode number sixty nine of Fear Street. <laughs> You're up, Sam. You got it right. All right. This is whoever can guess closest. Okay. How many books? are in Fear Street. The Fear Street series, okay. I'm gonna go 15. Okay, we got 15 on the board. Going 21. 21. I'm gonna say 40. 40. Steve is the closest. There are 17 books in 
the I Fear know. Street series. I thought there was more. Interesting. You're up, Steve. All right. Uh, what's the name of the company behind escape rooms in Escape Room? Oh, <laughs> that's a great one. That's uh, a good one. That's a good question. Escape rooms. Not that I can remember, though. <laughs> With a Z. <laughs> yeah, it should be, but no. <laughs> escape Factory. It's like some weird corporation name, but I can't remember it. Escape Corp. EF Corp. You guys all give up? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, Minos Corporation. Minos? Mm -hmm. Like, you're a, you're a big Minos. <laughs> they, they say it a lot in the movies. So. Oh. Yeah, because I rewatched the first Escape yeah, Room. Yeah, I remember them mentioning it a lot in the first movie. Yeah. All right, this 1981 horror film features a hospital as the main setting. Halloween, Halloween two. two. Oh, I don't know, honestly. That was, <laughs> what? That was I got it. Uh, to the was, tapes. Yeah, I'll, I heard I'll go to the tapes. Steve say something, but uh, I don't know. I said Halloween two for sure. Okay. But uh, all three, you said Halloween two. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll check the tapes. I on started this one. saying Halloween, and then it triggered everyone else's brain. <laughs> so then Steve said it faster than I. Did. I can't take this pressure. I'll, I'll check it. Okay. Right, I'm leaving that blank for everybody until you, you get it. Speaking of Halloween two, NECA just announced today a uh, a two pack of Mike Myers and Sam Loomis first time a uh they're we're getting a sam loomis like ultimate figure since the night he came home it looks freaking uh, cool set so yeah i'm excited for that very cool and thanks to the con reigniting me i'm gonna get it all right and, yeah. <laughs> my back to me yep all right the very first fear street book which was titled the new girl was published in what year 1996 okay so 94 94 okay 95 90 so who 94 for steve 95 for sam 96 for todd yep. the closest would be steve steve um this actually surprised me the very first fear street book came out in 1989 which was actually oh, yeah. predated goosebumps which i, I always thought wow. um goosebumps came out before fear street but yeah. fear street came first all right sam Simmer. all righty in the movie Fear Street. What is the main main character's name? <laughs> the main main character's name? Yep. But it's kind of sad. I can't remember this. Um, um, I remember her girlfriend's name. Yes, her <laughs> girlfriend. Sam. Girlfriend Sam. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck. Nick good. <laughs> Arguably a main character. Just putting it out there. Uh, Ziggy is the main character for 78. <laughs> God good damn. It, good is, is, it, is it Sadie? No. No? Isn't there no. Sadie in this one, though? Is there? Sadie Stink is the main girl from yeah. part two. The yeah, actress's that's the name. actress's name. Her name oh, is Ziggy. Okay. God, how, how embarrassing. I know. <laughs> I guess they don't say it a lot. I don't know. They probably do. <laughs> it was so forgettable. All right, her name is Dina. Dina. Uh, yeah, I, I would have never. I, I, I don't remember that. <laughs> Female Vin Diesel. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Come over here. Yeah, we, got, we got to find the witch's fucking that, hand. Man. That's that's all on Sam, by the way. She's like, she sounds exactly like Vin Diesel, and then I couldn't. She did. I'm it. the first one. Yeah. That's hilarious. I th yeah, I thought she was very raspy. I didn't think Vin Diesel would have. <laughs> Uh, all right, Fast and Furious. 
Jamie Lee Curtis. Or family. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis starred in three horror films in 1980. Terror Train. Fog. Sorry, I thought you were asking to name him. Oh, it was Fog? Oh, yeah. okay. So, well, that, that's part of it. Oh. Terror Train and what two other films? The Fog is one of them. The Fog, Pro Night. Night. Did I, I start talking first, Joe. What are you coming in for? Oh, shit. All right. Sorry. Fog and, the Fog and Prom Night. All right. Uh, well, both of you kind of had each one each. Just give us all a point. What? I would get a point before Joe. Let me think. Let me think. The Fog. Wait, no. We said all three. Yeah. I, I said the first one. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so, Wait, yeah, what's your question, though? It was going to be, uh, so, because Terror Train was my other watch. So I was going to say she started in three films in 1980, Terror Train, and what other two films? Oh. But you said The Fog. They said Promenade. I'll give you all the points. All right. We'll take it. We all get a point? Yeah, yeah. All of you. Because okay. uh, Todd said The Fog. I think it should fog. just be me and Todd, but and then I said Prom Night. Joe, <laughs> I, I Joe tried heard to... Prom Night at the same time for both of you, so. Thank you. How? Because I said it fast, and I <laughs> The mic you, is practically you in my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> right? Steve, come on. I thought we were a <laughs> family. family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right ready yes this 1982 horror film features a tv that you do not want to get sucked into poltergeist, poltergeist. sam with the point yeah, that's sam Woo-hoo! for sure <laughs> sam killing it tonight. 82 huh i thought it was later i did too i almost i was like oh shit that's not it mm-hmm. my birth year so that's Ooh. why i remember that terror vision <laughs> oh my god now the song's in my head <laughs> No. Hey, Joe. Okay. Last one. Fast okay. and Furious 6. No. Uh, all right. So, uh, roughly, how many books has Arl Stein sold in his career? Sold? Gosh. Uh, like, 200... Is it money or books? Like Books. Okay. 200 million God. books. 200 million on the board. That's pretty good. Uh, I'll say 300 million. 300 million. Been going at it for quite a while. Okay, what did Steve say? 300 and 300. Todd said, Todd 200. said 200. I'm going to go with five. 500? Oof. Probably that. Um, yeah, I'd say Sam is closest. She did go a little over, but she's she's very she's definitely the closest uh, as he has sold over 450 million books. Jeez. Wow. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? <laughs> Well, I was thinking, I was like, uh, this is the example I used. I was like, okay, got to think of how many sets of million of albums Britney Spears has sold. And I'm like, R.L. <laughs> Stein was before that. People are still buying the books. Like, think of all still the kids in every day. household yeah. that wanted those books. I like your thought process, right. though. He's been, he's been <laughs> like, yeah, he's been churning these out for like 40 years. And like, there's always been like a R.L. Stein book on the shelves. It's crazy. Yeah, and I wonder if that counts, like how many of his goosebumps books were resold you know right exactly oh my god flea markets yeah. and uh, there's it's crazy like, every time we go to a thrift store there's every time at least there's like always, three, yeah. two or three goosebumps books just sitting on the shelf yeah. every time yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> all right sam last one last one okay all right we got a tagline here all right you guys ready yes nope. she's looking at her dvd shelf <laughs> <laughs> okay here we go Face the evil. I would say it's a Halloween movie, but uh, maybe. Face the evil? Mm-hmm. Halloween. Face the evil. I'm going to go five. Halloween two. Halloween five. 
We got Halloween two, Halloween five. Uh, Ouija, Origin of Evil. You know what? Those were all great guesses, but it's Fear Street. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Man, I was trying suck. not to make it obvious. Perfect. <laughs> I like the misdirection, though. That's great. <laughs> um, all right. My last one. What's the name of the hotel in Hell House LLC? Uh, the Abaddon Hotel. Yep. Uh, the oh, movie yeah. Sex Ass Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> I like the first one. I know. Yeah, the first one's like not it. bad. It's not bad. It, it, man, I I rewatched it recently. Um, and it like it takes a long time to get going, but it, you know, once it gets going, it does get good. Yeah, I've been meaning to try that one again for a couple <laughs> years now. It's like it has some legit like creepy parts. Yeah. My my turn. Yep. Okay. Um. Okay. This 1983 film. Ooh. Features, A, killer, dog. Cujo. Cujo. Steven with Cujo. Man's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that That's it? it? That's it. Wait, I have a bonus one. Oh, boner. Question. Okay. In Fear Street, Dina's younger brother, Josh is seen chatting online. Queen of Air and Darkness. Oh, right, Potter. <laughs> wow. Good call. I would have never gotten that. It's in my notes. I have a lot of questions to you guys. Like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Queen of Air and Darkness. I don't get it. But All right. Uh, big night for Sam. Four points. Myself, two. Joe, two. Steve, three. Which, or, or with one that we don't know who's going to get the point between those three. So we'll see. Brings our current total to Stephen Todd tied at first with so 73. Joe, 70. Sam, 45. Woo woo. Please right. send in your questions because we are miserable and we are stupid with our <laughs> Yeah. All right. Fear Street? Yeah. Yes. I'm going to pull it up on uh, the old letterbox here. All right. Fear Street Part 1, 1994. 1994, a group of teenagers discover that the terrifying events which have haunted their town for generations are all connected. And that they may be the next targets. It's pretty broad. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I'll do the start off for this one. This sets up a mall with a uh, Stranger Things Part Three lead character. I forget her name. Maya Hawk. Maya Hawk, who's a babe, but she's working oh. in a bookstore, and she gets a call similar to kind of like you know Scream. She calls her buddy over at the the sex shop, smoke shop, something like that. I didn't really know what it was. Um, and then she gets stalked throughout the mall and it's an opening kill that is pretty much a carbon copy of Scream, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that yeah. shot where it comes up behind her. And honestly, this first scene was pretty damn cool. Like I was really into it. I'm like, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be what it ended up being. But right now I was <laughs> like, oh, this is really cool. Close-ups of knives going into the chest multiple times, cop coming in and killing the dude. I'm like, wow, this is like going all out. Um, but it kind of quickly loses steam from that point for me. Um, I really don't know how to, like, who, who would like to take the over this one. <laughs> I'm a little at a loss here. Uh, sure, I'll, I'll I'll jump in there. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, like I was very excited going into this because like a three part series about Fear Street. I really liked the idea. I thought the idea of it was cool. So excited to check out this first one. And um, I was this one's very mixed results for me uh, in this first one, 1994. Um, First of all, there's like really weird choices. Like, um, 
the music, although great, um, some of the songs are later than 1994, which was like made no fucking sense whatsoever. Um, but whatever, like, you know, look, look, I'll, I can look past that, I guess. Um, like Todd said, uh, opening scene, awesome. Obviously, they were borrowing heavily off of Scream, but I was cool with that because, like, you know, it was a cool homage, and I really liked that costume, um, the skull guy costume. Uh, and then, yeah, then we get in and meet, um, like, these main characters here, uh, Dina and uh, Sam and uh, the brother and stuff like that. Uh, and, like, I don't know. It just, like, takes, like, a really weird turn. Um where like it does obviously like after you watch the sequels like it makes sense but for a while i was like what the fuck is going on here um but i mean i did there were like aspects of this which obviously we can get into that i i really liked and then there were some aspects i really didn't like um so yeah i mean i'll leave it at that for now yeah can we get some supervision on the bus like where, where was the adult <laughs> supervision on the bus they're, yeah. they're standing up opening doors getting delegated like we need to figure this out mm-hmm um so i agree with uh todd and joe so far i wasn't really sure what to expect but when they showed the first kill which we could all tell it was from scream i was like oh wow i was like damn this is like gonna be good um and then like it was cool um how it started well after the kill the first kill how it started where we see Dina and we see her brother Chris kind of the relationship between them um how she's kind of like ahead of their household taking care of him they go to school and um we meet like all the different friends in the groups all the different kinds of people like the jock and the everything you know um Okay, so I was excited with the music, but then I just felt like it was too much. It was like they were trying too hard. Like, I fucking get it. It's in the 90s. Like, you already got me. I'm already here. I don't need to hear a fucking 90s tune every two minutes. Literally every two minutes, it's a new song. Um, so that kind of got a little annoying, but still, whatever. Um, I don't know. I feel like so I know that it was great because we see Dina and Sam, which is a lesbian couple, but I feel like Dina is kind of toxic. That might be an unpopular opinion because I don't know. I just felt like Sam wasn't ready to come out and to face whatever she wanted. And I feel like Dina was just being so like manipulative towards her and just like demanding of her, not respecting her thoughts. So I'm just saying, I feel like she's a little toxic. I'm probably going to get some hate for no, saying that. Not, not at all. She made it, it all about just, her. And yeah, mm. it was all about her. Like you moved. Like what 17-year-old gets to choose where they move, Demi? Exactly. Like, shut up. Exactly. It's like she was like, you chose this. You chose to leave. And I'm like, she had to go because her parents. Like, geez, it's already hard enough for a 17-year-old she starting some a dong. school. She can't have some dong every now and then. <laughs> And maybe she's still curious. Maybe she doesn't know what she wants yet. And then Dina's just like, I don't know. It was just a little too much when she's like, did you make, what did she ask her? She's like, did you touch him or did he touch did you? Did you suck or, your way or something like yeah. that? Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, you need to relax. Too, like, yeah. I did not like that. And then how Todd talked about where they're on the bus and she's like getting so upset that she wants to chuck this cooler at them. Maybe she just wanted to pour the liquid but I'm like what did you think was gonna happen like way to go because you couldn't control your anger um okay I'll, I'll stop I'll stop for there it's fine 
Uh, and I agree with all of you, basically with everything everyone said. Uh, I especially wrote like what Sam said, the how heavy handed they were with the 90s music. Like we get it. It's the fucking 90s. Like you don't really don't need to do song after song after song of like mini montages to these uh, 90s you know, hits. It didn't it didn't bother me as much that some of them were not from, you know, their post 94 I think they're just kind of encompassing all the '90s into one, mm-hmm. so that didn't bother me too music much. Still plays on the radio, so yeah, no, but it was like music that hasn't been, you know, written yet technically that they were playing. Um, but whatever, that didn't bother so. me all that much. Uh, I f- I just found that the whole movie was kind of like slow, and they spent a lot of time kind of planning out the end, but like way too long like they just kind of talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and i'm like fuck shit like nothing's really happening in this movie and that was kind of boring i like that they were setting up this kind of rivalry between shady side and Sh- shady vale uh unfortunately and we'll talk about it when the other movies that doesn't play out really all that importantly later on like it's not that big a deal but in this movie they kind of make it like a big deal uh just slow it's just like boring a little bit i found like i found that it was getting really long i think the movie is an hour 50 and i think it could have easily been like an hour and a half hour 20 Um, been an hour that's that's my big problem with this entire series honestly like all three movies are over an hour and like 50 minutes and it's just like way too long dude like you you know cut it up a little you know like there was no need for any of these movies to be over an hour and 30 minutes and like todd said honestly i think it might have worked better as three one hour uh, episodes or something yeah uh, yeah absolutely and yeah so that, that's really you know up until the la- like the first scene like you guys said was great and the last scene i thought was pretty cool but everything in between i thought was super long and kind of boring so i uh, wasn't a huge fan of this one but it was okay i thought the kills were good i they definitely did good with that i just i didn't like any of the characters like none of them i liked none the younger brother younger brother was cute he's a good kid josh josh but i didn't like the main girl the cop was like what is this guy doing mm-hmm. i would have liked the mall you know i like the killer I, I, just that that quick scene with what's her faith uh face uh miss hawk and then the killer like her friend that relationship was more interesting to me in two minutes than the whole movie was and, i agree actually yeah. yeah yeah plus like the neon lighting the mall setting yeah all victims cop security custodian whatever that's a good movie in the making and i just i did not like this like the pacing was terrible it would get good oh fuck yeah and even in, in the middle of a scene it would cut to some sappy shit usually about her saying like you fucking left me shut up just shut up mm-hmm. so yeah i wasn't a, i wasn't a fan either yeah, I mean, I liked, like, I mean, like, obviously this first movie is just, like, a setup, right? Like, for the next two movies, Freaking pretty two much. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think that's why it's the weakest one, honestly. Of, I mean, I'll say it right now, spoiler alert, it's the weakest one of the three, in my opinion. Um, and I think that's probably why, because, like, it's just a lot of setup um, and not a lot of, like, payoff. Now, there is some good payoff. Like, I, I mean, I do like, like, these killers that, like, are coming out and, like, I liked all three of those characters there that we see, um, you know, the skull guy, uh, Ruby Rose, is that her name? And uh, Ruby, Lane. Yeah. Ruby Lane. Yeah. And uh, the whatever killer night Hawk killer or whatever those, I mean, all three of those characters are really cool. And I like seeing them kind of like attacking, but like at the same time, I was like, what, like the fuck is even going on who are like, they like right yeah like we don't really there because the, like it was there even a mention of the witch really yet or anything like thing a little like, bit but not a little much. bit but like not much yeah so like 
yeah, it's just like a lot of like, I was just like, what is happening? And then it started like to come out towards the end. But yeah, I mean, the kills were awesome. And that fucking bread slicer kill was just like chef's kiss. Like I did not see that coming and it was so cool. It was so good. Um, I, I wish the body count was a little higher, which I mean, we do get a much higher body count in the next movie, which we'll get to, but I would like to see a little more deaths here. But I mean, I didn't, they did surprise me because I was not expecting those two deaths um, in the supermarket um with the two friends so I, I do think the movie did get a little better like as it progressed um but still the weakest for me i don't know if it's the weakest for me i'm still deciding but i feel like with the bread slicing kill i loved that and kate dina's best friend like she was kind of annoying to me at the beginning but then i did start liking her in the middle and so i was really shocked that they killed her plus Simon like I can't believe they killed like the two best friends so I was shocked by that um but Simon, I was Simon the, the com- comedic relief guy yeah okay but I feel like I don't know I I almost I feel like I need to revisit two again because I feel like with one the kills were you could see them more because everything was in the dark on the second one so I don't I'm not getting a boner over the kills like everyone else is like what kills there was only like no two or most three of them that were off screen in the in the second. yeah yeah mm-hmm. well joe's like acting like it was so cool well, no the body count was higher that's all i'm saying okay but also i wanted to get your guys's take because i just was not feeling this is when i tuned out of one was the whole everyone having sex i'm like i don't want to see no little grade schoolers having sex like what the fuck I mean, it happens in every, like, teenage horror movie, though, I don't know. They're, like, like, 13 years old. I'm just saying. I I thought it was weird with the friend going after Josh. Because Josh, to me, I thought he was, like, a middle schooler. Yeah, but, like, think, I mean, everyone. Maybe he's a freshman. All everyone was thinking about was sex when you're, like, that age. No, when I'm about to die. Uh, especially when you're about to die you think that's why you're like, dying did, in the horror movie i mean did you probably like have a problem when like uh nev and billy yes. loomis there were having sex and, yeah and that's they have that hot sex scene scream and they're like what like 16 or whatever when do they have sex and scream he but they look so older though like they these have sex kids in the party the you're right, you're right. they look older though they were like in their <laughs> 20s and 30s yeah. acting like high school these kids do look younger these kids it is a little, look a little young so yeah. my little it. like mind was like wait a minute what's going on um but also like sometimes i felt like it was very like goosebumpsy which is fine but then i felt like it was like they were wanting to be like a sexy young adult movie but then also like a horror movie it was just a lot um, should have committed to something should have committed yeah, it to was, something but the kills weird. were like the best part but then when it goes to the story i'm like i felt like i was watching like um yeah just like a goosebumps which yeah i get it because it's fear street that's i'm trying to describe it in a certain way but mm-hmm. yeah it's weird because like it does like it's a high school movie but it kind of is like a little bit juvenile at times too so like kind of has like an identity crisis there and like i understand okay it's like fear street which like that it is like a young adult novel but at times they do go into that adult territory so yeah I, that's a good point like i yeah it's like if you're gonna weird. be goosebumpsy don't do the sex scene but if you're not gonna be goosebumpsy then do the sex scene have all the teenage sex you want but when i feel like i'm watching something on abc family at 6 30 at night i don't know it's fine yeah we should also mention that um the same director did all three of these movies too um lee uh, janiak is her name so i don't know what she's done before this but i'll imdb this well 
we continue. And then I also agree that it was, a, they're a little too long, but maybe we would have felt, do you think we would have felt different if it was episodes? Like if it was eight episodes that we were aware of instead of like three parts? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't think we would have, I think it would have been more forgivable, yeah. I guess, because it would have been like, you know, a series rather than three movies. Um, when you're just treating it as just like each one is a standalone movie, hour and 50 minutes is way too long for a, a, I don't even know what you would call this, like a young adult horror movie, I guess, but not really. <laughs> like, like you said, it's kind of an identity crisis thing, but uh, yeah, it's way, it's just way too long. All three of them are way too long. All right. Well, that brings us into 1978, and the uh, the setup is in the ending of the first one. They figure out, or they remember some shit that this happened back in 78 at a camp, and that girl lived. So they end up tracking her down and calling her, like, "Hey, you need to tell us a secret. How'd you live through your event?" Blah blah blah. So eventually, they get to the girl's house, and she tells them the story of her uh, encounter. So that's why we go back to 1978 and it stars Sadie Sink from Stranger Things fame. And they're at a camp called Camp Nightwing or Nighthawk, something like that. And basically it's like the same story, but set in a camp setting uh, where we have more witches and more of the story is revealed to us. And we have, in my opinion, the best out of the series. So um, what they corrected for, at least for me was like I didn't like the characters in the first one but this one I did and I thought they're all pretty cool um, even with their teenage angst uh, and you know it, it was like eh, whatever but I enjoyed um, you know the, the pothead duo even though I didn't think the chick was that enjoyable Sadie was great uh, Nick Good the character was cool which in this movie he's a nice hero which is, is, is nice he's a really good guy in this one um, and then you have the sister who's like the goody two shoes, but it's for a good reason. But the sister kind of resents her because like she feels like she's being abandoned by her older sister. And I just liked it. I liked everything about this except for the runtime and except for the pacing, which I still think is really off because it's getting good. And then they cut it. I'm like, what are you doing? We like, we've already had a setup in the first movie. The sequel should be, just be nothing but good stuff. But then they're still doing setup and they're still cutting action scenes and horror scenes to talk about shit that's going on, which incredibly frustrating and yeah long story short i like this one yeah i i mean i agree this is my f probably my favorite one out of the three um i mean i think the summer camp i said when i was watching with sam i was like they needed to bring back like the summer camp like movie setting and horror movies like you know it just brought back like such like nostalgic vibes obviously um but yeah i mean i like the setup obviously like there's like with um what's her face uh there from that show love we watch sam oh jillian jacobs yeah jillian jacobs i really like her she's like you know the setup of the girl who's sadie sinks character right when she's older or whatever but it, you know it's like interesting to go i like that setup and then we go back into this camp summer camp setting back in the 70s obviously like big friday th friday the 13th vibes like throughout um where were the adults though? Like me and Sam said this, like there's not one adult at that summer camp. It's like the future sheriff. He's in charge. <laughs> apparently. It's um, like 18. I didn't mind that there weren't any adults there, but it was just really fucking bizarre. Like you, you have all this crazy shit happening and like, 
you know, there's no like owners of the camp or anything around or anything. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really like this one. Um, I wish like Sam said, there were more on screen kills cause it's mainly off screen kills. And I think maybe it was like, they were scared to kill kids on screen. Um, since it's more like young adults and stuff like that, but I don't know, they had no problem doing it in the first one. So just, just well, they like, killed fucking... like kid kids in this one though. Yeah, they did. They did. And I felt bad for the nerd. Yeah, he, he I went hack up that like nerd. Got, got the axe to the head, right? <laughs> he did. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, uh, Sadie Sink, like her as the main character, was great. Uh, I loved her character. Um, you like you could like really connect with her. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like Todd said, I, I think the characters here are all great. Like, unlike I did not enjoy the characters as much in that first movie. But in here, everyone, like, I was kind of, like, rooting for everyone. Um, Honestly, even, like, the killer dude, like, before he turned, like, I was enjoying uh, him. And, like, and uh, I kind of wish that he got the mask earlier. Like, I think it would have been cooler and scarier, like, had they done that. still did pretty good, though. Yeah, no, it it was still cool for just a dude, like, running around hacking people up. Um, But I wish they did the mask a little earlier. I think that would have been a way cooler look for him. Obviously, I felt I got, like, Friday 13th part two vibes. I'm sure it was intentional um, with the sack head. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really like this one. I didn't have many complaints. I think my biggest complaint is um, they built like this outhouse over a fucking like witch hunt and witch hunt and like no one fucking like knew. Like, no one wondered like, where the shit goes. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, like obviously, know, like they, because they built they gotta it. Pump over, the, they got to pump it. Right. They have to go out down there and clean it, right? Like eventually. They don't, no, they just, they, it just, they just keep it. That's why it's an outhouse. Like, they don't clean it. Oh, you got they the pump out houses usually. It would no, stink. that's why yeah. it's like a huge hole. It's camp. Okay. 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 So for let me say that, but even so, like you're just gonna throw a hut over it and not like go down into that like cave like at all but, to like, like see the, what's down there. But the cave is there, but they probably they I don't think they explored like the actual witch's cave. It's just that hole, and then it like has a path of going into where that thing is i don't think right. it's and it's back in the 70s like fucking shit in a hole and cover <laughs> it with dirt and move on with life like all right i mean maybe i can't. just thought that was a little bizarre i thought that was a bit of a, a stretch but um yeah no i i really i really enjoyed this one honestly from beginning to end my biggest complaint once again like todd said is the runtime i at you know there was just times where it dragged where it was unnecessary and i think if you cut this down to an hour and a half this is like a nine for me but as it is in my ratings, uh, different. Um, so for me, the only downside is about the kills. I get that there were kids being killed, but I saw like five people fucking in this movie. Show me a fucking kill on screen. Damn. Like I saw some nipples. I saw some Where do titties. we see nipples at? It's like there. They. It's like it's like a blurry nipple. Oh, like, yeah. like they always that, move the camera right like really yeah. fast to where it blurs the, the hippie chick, the scene. Um, but yeah, okay. So I loved Sadie in this. She was so good. Like I don't know. I just felt like that was me. I was like, oh my god, I totally get you, girl. Um, so I really liked the character of Ziggy and then the older version of Ziggy that we get to know. And I just thought Ziggy and Cindy's relationship, like just the journey that we go on with them is so endearing. I think if I watched it without Joe, I probably would have cried like five times. Um, and especially at the end where she sacrificed her, she tries to sacrifice her life for Ziggy and where they're just both being killed. I'm just like, it's, I don't know. It's, kind of gruesome but it was so beautiful to watch too if that makes sense like it was just shot really nice and 
Yeah, poetic. Yeah. Um, I loved Tommy. I felt bad for him because he seemed like a sweet guy. What else? I think that's it for now. But yeah, this one probably was my favorite too. Just because it was, even though like Todd mentioned it would go up and then kind of fall flat and then go up, it just like, it happened a lot quicker. Like it threw more things at you a little bit more so you could keep up with it. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also liked it the best out of the three. Uh, I thought it was the most fun uh, and the one that kind of was the best on its own, you know, without the overall kind of trilogy having kind of looming over it. I thought it was the best like full on movie. Uh, I thought again, they were heavy handed with the damn music though. Uh, the whole first half hour, they play like eight 70 songs and do the same type of thing they did with the nineties, which kind of made me curious about what they do in 1666 because uh, you know, not a lot of banging music from the 1660s. Um, so that, that was like kind of annoying. I love the Back to the Future reference at the beginning of the film. I thought that was really cool and clever with all the clocks and all that stuff, uh, which reference like straight up Back to the Future. That, that was fun. I loved all the kills, uh, even though we don't see them. Uh, you know, just thinking about them was really brutal. I wish we had seen them, like you guys said, but uh, still it was cool that there were a bigger like kill count because it made the stakes higher and you didn't really know who would survive and who would live and that, I thought that was fun um speaking of that stupid hole though because I agree with Joe like has, <laughs> did, did no one lift a toilet and look to see okay why am I shitting into like a deep cave like it just didn't make sense to me but the other thing is was their plan really to drop down a bucket to bring up a human through that hole because that did not seem like a very Hey, it worked, in the it worked in the Goonies. It worked in the Goonies. Exactly. It's like, what's different than the bucket? It's like, it would be like if there was a little block of wood, like a little swing that you swing in the tree. It's just yeah. the I said the, the same thing, though, Steve. I said the same thing to Sam. I was like, there's no way I mean, they're going to gonna try that anything that they wouldn't you try it. The rope would have snapped. You would try it, though. You would try it, of course. Yeah. Had, the handle the bucket would have snapped. Something would have Anyway, but those are just nitpicks, really. Oh, wait. And also, um, Sorry, Steve, go ahead. I'll finish. Okay. I got really excited, you guys, because the girl that played, what's her name? The bully girl. The bully girl. I can't remember her name. The short-haired one? No, she's like the long-haired one that wanted to, she was like she trying to burn. the bugs thrown on her? With the bugs oh, thrown on yeah. her. That little turd. Oh my God. Okay. She's from Cruel Summer, that show I was raving about. So I got so excited when she was in it. I was like, oh my God, she's amazing. She was amazing in this too. Um, what the fuck was like? Oh yeah. I wanted to touch base. Cause I know I was like, if I'm like fine with the people having sex in this, that's just because I felt like they were a little older and they looked older. So it was more believable to me. Like, I don't know, just saying, just throwing that out there, whatever. Uh, and my my big complaint about this one is the end. I don't know if you guys want. To, I guess we could just talk about the end of the uh, this episode now, uh, where Sadie Singh's character gets stabbed like forty times, but is basically totally fine after. Like she's yeah, talking it's... and like talking to the guy, like nothing really ever happened. It was kind of like, okay, come on. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, no, there's way. no way you're surviving that. She got stabbed so many fucking times. Like, yeah, that's. But wait, do you think? Okay. <laughs> I get it because she would have been murdered. But do you think because Nick saved her, like the devil's like, well, you've been bringing yeah, me all these bodies. I mean, so here's a little something for you. Yeah, Maybe, but was he bad it, yet? Though. Was he bad yet at that point? He Nick? was. Like, he was. Yeah, he was. Okay. He wrote the guy's name down to 
Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think of the the witch heart in this one? We we get exposed to the oh, the, be- the beating like witch the heart in the middle there. It? Who's gonna touch <laughs> that? Nobody. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Like You're I, I might. Joe like, would, damn it. I, I would probably would, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'd be like so curious. I'd probably like put my finger on A it. A beating or blob like. in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> be like, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll get into it on the last one. Like the whole witch backstory, it, it's like interesting. Like I kind of like, I kind of liked it. It's probably the weakest part, though, man. To me, it's probably like, the weakest. Yeah, you might be right about it's that. It's like the wraparound I, is like the most uninteresting part of this, this, yeah. this series, you know. Yeah, I get it. But um, that that last side by side kill is fucking great. Great. Yeah, it was shot so great. well. Yeah, it, yeah, I really liked like it. Sam it like it's sad and it looks mm-hmm. good. It yeah. was. And we get so good. Yeah. Yeah, and we get introduced to more killers here. Is it is in this one where like they fucking start? You see them start coming out of the heart too, and like they like they. It, it, not, you don't see them fully though. They're kind of like blobs coming okay. out of the heart, so you don't yeah. know who they are. It's cool. I have, a, I have an unpopular opinion, real quick. I did not like Ruby. I hated her. I'm Who's like, which one's you didn't that? like her? The one that stings. I didn't like her. She was Saints? not scary at Who's all. The killer, like, the killer that stings. Like, bitch, Uh-oh. shut the fuck yeah. up and go on. Damn. I'm not scary at all. Did, did you I guys think that would be the villain in 1666, though? Because we had no. seen the other two? No. Uh-huh. I didn't. See, I thought because there were three killers in 94. There was the mm-hmm. mas- the Skull Mask. There was uh, this guy from 78. So I figured, okay, there's one more killer. That's the one that's going to be featured in 1666. And when it wasn't, right. I was kind of confused. And that well, we get, the But we get other but... ones, too, we'd have no idea about. You get that creepy dude with the, the doll face mask. Yeah. That, he might be my favorite, honestly. He's so fucking weird and creepy goofy. looking. He looks yeah. cooler than Ruby. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then the you kid, get the, the yeah, and then you get like the burned milkman guy, yeah, right? Type <laughs> yeah, guy who's, yeah, he's pretty fucking creepy too. Um, is that it? Do we? It's those five, I think, are like the main five we so. see. The yeah. Main f- yeah, I think so. But yeah, anyway. they're, I mean, they're all they're all cool in their own right. Yeah. All right. Hey, brings us to part three. So basically, at the end of part two, though, she wraps up her story and she, you know, tells him I survived because Nick brought me back to life who at this point we still think is like a heroic character because he saved the day in part one, saved the day in part two. But there's more to Nick, guys. There's more to Nick good. Anyway, we get back to part two and they finish it off. And then I don't know even what happened, honestly. Fierce yeah, Street. so part part yeah. two ends with her. What does she do? She does like something where she transports into Sarah Fear's body, who is the witch. But I forget she how puts she puts the hand does back that. on the body. Is that what it is? That's right. They find the hand, the witch's hand. Yeah. Yeah. And like they put it on. Yeah. She puts it on the body to try to like, they hope that will end things. But instead, she gets transported into Sarah Fear's body. And that starts off 1666. Which is in 1666, a colonial town is gripped by a hysterical witch hunt that has deadly consequences for centuries to come. And it's up to teenagers in 1994 to finally put an end to their town's curse before it's too late. And by the way, the director, I've seen all her films. She wrote, or she directed one called Honeymoon. Honeymoon is great. I really like Honeymoon. Yeah, Yeah, that's a a really good, is that all she's done? Honeymoon and these three, yep. That's it, wow, okay. Um. Yeah. So with like one, like with part one, this I didn't like this one. Just spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, so I don't remember a whole lot. I he tuned it out. 
pretty pretty close in because don't don't make the people have accents if they can't pull it off it's just better to have them just be normal we, yeah. we can forgive it like i don't need to see tom cruise do a german accent i don't need to do, see these kids do colonial america whatever it is it just didn't work so right away i was like oh no they're they're doing that already um i didn't the setting was didn't look real to me uh costumes it looked like they were playing dress up so and I didn't buy these people as being teenagers in 1600s. I obviously don't know what that was like, but it definitely wasn't like this. So, um, yeah, whoever wants to go. Um, yeah, so I was, like, really excited for, for this one, obviously, because, like, I love, like, colonial period piece. Obviously, The Witch is, like, one of my favorite horror movies ever. Um, and The Witch, this was not. Um, I hate, There's one thing I hated about this part, and it was using the same actors... Um, from the first like two movies as like the main characters in this one it just it just didn't work it made no sense to me it was like use we were getting sarah fear's backstory this like witch character use a different actress like she is such a pivotal role but like they like they use like the same you know main actresses and like main other actors and stuff who obviously cannot pull off the accents at all and it's just like it take completely takes you out of this setting However, I, I did like enjoy it. Like I was able to like look past it after like the first like 20 minutes. I was like absolutely hating it. I'm not and but then I was like, all right, well, let me just go with it. I, I, I kind of liked the that the witch hysteria part they did. Like, you know, it was interesting. Um, obviously, like you had, you know, like Sarah Fears, obviously, um, we find out she was like a, a lesbian, like our main characters, and you know, basically she was being uh, persecuted for that. Um, but then we find out more, um, which we can get into later. But I thought there was a lot of cool stuff in this part. Uh, the main cool part being that um, preacher who snaps and kills the kids in the church. That part was fucking awesome. I loved that. I love how all their uh, eyeballs were cut out and shit. I thought that part was great. It was really creepy. It really worked. Um and then all of a sudden we just get like flipped and we get end up back in 1994, but we can talk about that later. But the first part of this 1666, um, very, very mixed results. Um, so this one, I really wasn't looking forward like I was with the other ones, just because I don't like period pieces like this. It's just, I don't know. I rather watch other stuff, but um, I also like Joe and Todd, right. When they show, uh Dina as Sarah Fear I was like what the fuck like Jesus Christ um and if we're seeing it through her she just could have talked in her normal accent and I would have enjoyed that more it's like I know that it's Dina who is seeing what happened to Sarah so she's talking in her voice but then if they showed other people in that time hearing an accent like switch back and forth a little bit I would have enjoyed that more. And like Joe said, I wanted to see the girl that was the actual Sarah Fear. Like those were some of my favorite parts whenever Dina would kind of get that jolt and it would be like the frame matches up with Sarah and with Dina, but it's Sarah's face. Like I wanted to see Sarah. I just, I don't know. I think I was a little annoyed with Dina from part one. So I was like, can we get someone else showing for a little bit? Um, And I guess like, if they would have done Dina as Sarah, that's fine. But I don't need everyone else popping up, making a fucking cameo. Like, 
sit your ass down and bring someone else in. I did not like that because I didn't buy it either. I would just, I felt like it was kind of watching a high school play, the costumes. I agree with Todd. It just didn't look, I don't know, but I will say the scene in the church with the kids was really cool. I wish it could have been like eerie like that. And how Steve had mentioned, what are they going to do with the music? It just, it's just such a different feeling. And I understand that the time is so different, but the music wasn't a big focus. Like they were shoving it up our ass on part one and part two, but like nothing really on part three. Um, But my opinion kind of changes towards the end of part three um, in a good way, I think. So that's all I'll, I'll say for now. Yeah, I mean, I echo what you're all saying with this one. I, I think the worst part of this part of the, like the 1666 stuff is that they're using the same actors. I It just didn't make any sense, really. And not to mention, they were focusing on the actors I didn't like, you know? Like if they had focused on the actors from 78, which I liked more, I would have been happier than the ones from 94, which I didn't. So that was kind of a problem. Um, and like Josh, for example, I didn't buy him being there at all. <laughs> like he doesn't have the face of a guy that lived in 1666. Like he looks like a 90s kid. You know? <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, stuff like that was was annoying. I, I did like the atmosphere of it all. I thought the story thread was kind of interesting. You know, how, uh, you know, that they were hunting mm-hmm. her because she's a witch. Because I, I like that kind of, you know, witch trial yeah. type uh, deal. Uh, the lesbian scenes were a little hotter and heavier than I thought they would be. Like I, <laughs> I thought know. they would just kind of glance over it and she's like straight up eating her yeah. out, which was like, damn, okay. I didn't think they'd go there, uh, which is disturbing because like straight, I think Sam said, Bush City. she's like, you know, underage, which is gross. So that was kind of <laughs> weird. But um, yeah, overall, I, I personally kind of liked the 1666 stuff. Uh, you know, it was gruesome. The church scene was one of the best scenes in the whole series. It was just visually striking. Like it's the kind of room I could see them doing at a at a haunt, like at a Halloween Horror Nights or something like that room specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I would kind of wish they'd focus more on the priest though, like being kind yeah. of the villain mm-hmm. as opposed to just being kind of a prop piece for that one yeah. scene only. Um, so that was a bummer. But uh, yeah, overall, I liked the 1666 mm-hmm. part. It's actually the opposite from Sam. Uh, me, it's the 94 stuff that I had issues with more so yeah. than the 66 part, so... Um, I, and I, I shout out to, uh, Nick Good in this one who plays Solomon, I guess you could say. I actually, he was, might've been like my favorite part of the 16, like character wise of the 1666. I thought he did a great job here. So, which actually I didn't Joe realize didn't it, even was know it was the same <laughs> guy though. I, it took me, it took me a while to realize it was the same actor. <laughs> yeah, so they use look, everybody look but the Sadie. They have like 20, like 10 she, seconds. She, she was there for like a second. Yeah. She was there for a, like <laughs> yeah. a few. Yeah. She's dancing. Know, like, yeah. <laughs> But why she's like they, probably why the most talented actress. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I, when they showed her, I bought her as in being in that time. Uh-huh. She was like the only one. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah I mean, I'm a, Josh to pull out a Game Boy. Like he looks so modern. <laughs> I'm assuming it was like budgetary reasons is why they used all of the same actors. I feel like they could have used unknown people, maybe yeah. a little less experience or less mainstream and it would have been fine. I don't know if yeah. maybe they want it. If, maybe because someone else younger watching it would get how Sarah felt about Hannah because that's how Dina felt about Sam. I don't know if maybe that's what they were trying to convey and how we could see all the friendships in the group, but I don't know what it was. I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't my favorite. It, it was less kills in this one, right? Like 
I mean, quality the kids, kills, quantity there, there, there kills. There were a yeah. lot quantity, but yeah, not quality. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I I like like the first one. I just wanted it to end, and it turned into a background piece for me. And um, I thought there there was like moments of greatness in this one, which you guys have already all mentioned. But they kind of shied away from it. Like the church stuff, all good. Him chasing around, all good. But then once again, we got pay, we got pacing issues where we go, "Ooh, I want to see where this is going," and then we're back to sappy bullshit that I don't like. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what ha- what happens in the '94 stuff? Because I honestly completely forgot once I got back <laughs> to normal time. So then, so like in the middle of this, like. I guess an hour into 1666, um, they hang Sarah Fear, obviously, and we see all that, and then just bang, like, right? We just, like, flip back to um, 1994, and then it just says part two, like, of the of this uh, movie, um, where we end, back, end up back into the 90s, um, and I kind of, like, forget, like, what the setup is, basically, but I remember we end up back at the mall, and everyone is, uh, all the killers are basically going into the mall and they concoct this plan to, well, they f- figure out that Nick Good is actually evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and they concoct a plan to get Nick Good, the police officer, to come to the mall where they will trap him um, and defeat him, basically, because he has to be defeated because we find out that basically his whole family lineage have been like this good family which obviously we get the big line, good is evil. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, which I'm sure they, they thought they were so smart and witty when they wrote that line. Um, but like, basically, oh. yeah, his, his whole family lineage, which we see Solomon basically started it all. He made a blood pa- pact with the devil basically um, to give him like all of the best things in life. And he passes it on from one family member to the next and Nick Good is that family member now in 1994. We find all this out, and basically we have our big end showdown in the mall, um, which we start out with in the first movie where they have to defeat Nick Good. And that's I think that's a good wrap-up there. And with the same tree in this mall um, where Sarah Fears was hung, and Apparently they built an entire tree around a mall, which I, I've never seen that in my life, but Hey, I mean, whatever works. Not even a, just a regular tree. Hey, we got to keep the witching hanging, <laughs> the hanging tree guys. Tree, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was stupid. That's, <laughs> it's just like, why, why that? Like it, they killed one person on that tree. <laughs> yeah. What are the odds that they picked that tree <laughs> to build an entire mall around? Like it just really didn't. I mean, obviously the mall wasn't there in 78, right? Because right. they did the camp thing mm-hmm. and they're like, you know what? <laughs> Let's keep that one tree from the right. camp. And, it'll, look, uh, it'll look great in the mall. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. Uh, yeah. I, I had uh, a few issues with this one. First, super heavy-handed on the 90s references in this one as opposed yeah. to uh the music like the first one it's like hey we got the konami code remember that <laughs> that's very 90s of me and then uh at the end with the cd player like what did he invent the cd player or trying to invent the cd I player i thought and... he the cd player was out but they were like trying to i think he was inventing the ipod maybe the ipod I think yeah, it was the MP, early stages of the yeah, ipod the yeah the mp3 player why yeah. <laughs> And, and so then, dumb. like, the super soakers and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Okay, so this plan, right? This Home Alone plan. So convoluted. 
so like ridiculous why the neon colors on everything like was that necessary like it, it looks cool. Look cool. It it look look cool. cool and their plan was so stupid so it, it it just happened that they had the exact amount of killers that you know they needed for this plan to work like the other killers show up later for no other reason like it's just the whole thing made no like when the killers me. attacked each other though that i cool. love you know, that that was cool but why yeah. didn't all the killers show up at once why did only the amount of killers that they had cool. for the amount of doors? <laughs> yeah, and that's, I hate shit like that. Because usually it's, that's all it takes. Those number of killers usually does it. Like, this is the yeah. furthest they've gotten. So yeah. and the, the blob's killers, like, shit, I got to step up my game. Yeah, and the killers, like, basically we find out, like, can't see or, like, they only are attracted to the blood, right? The blood. Like, of um, who? of who? The girl is, is after there? Of right? Dina, yeah. Because she, yeah. she, like, touched the witch or whatever. Um. So I mean that was cool though. Like I like I kind of liked that idea. Like I I enjoyed when they trapped them all in the mall. I thought that was cool. Like how they each went into their own store and they trapped them in the store. I thought that was fun. And then when they attacked each other, I mean this like whole scene, although like kind of corny and cheesy, I, I had a fun time with it overall. But what about like Sam being possessed and just tied oh, on that was a so dumb. pipe? I'm like she's literally Her whole possessed dead. thing was so dumb. <laughs> yeah don't, yeah this whole thing I, I i really didn't like the 94 part two stuff um you know it, it was fun at times like you said when the killers were attacking each other and stuff but i just wasn't buying a lot of it and when i don't buy something it really takes me out of it you know the suspension of disbelief was just too much for this one uh their plan was just too complex for what what they needed to do and the whole point was just to get the cop alone like that was the whole point of the plan well because she had already called him so she she told him like what was going on so they had to come up with something so that's why they came up with the mall plan yeah i don't know it just didn't do it for me it was cool (laughs) to look at but it's just too convenient for Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very Stranger Things esque too. Like I feel like, like yeah. w- with the mall setting and all that. Like I was like, oh, it's kind of like we're watching Stranger Things all over again. Um, which I mean, Sam was like, well, it's Netflix, so like they're just like kind of like going to that back to that same well. Well, and um, that's where kids hung out at the time too. I mean. Yeah, I guess so. So like, how I, I'm trying to remember how this ends now. Like how she defeats Nick Good. Like they get down into like, like the the whatever the you hole, want to call the it witch hole. the whole the witch hole and then he like tries to stab her where she has a bulletproof vest of fear street books of all things that saves her life from the stabbing um but how does she like defeat him i kind of forget do you, does anyone remember Didn't she just stabbed the blob like power the of love oh no she, she well she, she has him touch him, touch him. Yeah. that's right she yeah. has him like touch the heart and then she's able to like kill him and that then way. sarah right. can like find him and do what she needs to that's do that's right yeah yeah which, and then yeah which then they escape and and leave the book happily ever after <laughs> like they, th- this whole fucking story this yeah. whole fear street thing happens because of this book and they yeah, just leave it point. behind like I, I i look at my wife i'm like seriously they're gonna leave the book like <laughs> yeah is this i knew it would set up a sequel which is, is obviously what it's doing <laughs> But I feel like even if the kids weren't going to take the book, I feel like someone at the police station would have because it's like they're not going to just leave evidence around unattended with no one watching it. Right. They, don't, they yeah. don't know about that 
part of the no there's all police tape and stuff yeah. at the end oh when, that's when right yeah we see the hands grab the book so they went did go down there and you would think they'd be like all right let's bag this and put it, it in the evidence the yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a good point <laughs> i yeah, did just- like I did like when they come out uh, at the end and they're in Nick Good's house and then they go outside and the fucking car gets hit by the uh, the garbage truck to kind of show that uh, Sunny Vale or Sunny Side, whatever it is, is going to, they're going to turn uh, into like the bad luck part of the town or the cursed part of the town. So I thought that was kind of a good way to wrap it up, I guess. Although maybe a bit cheesy, uh, you know, fine enough bit of symbolism. <laughs> Justice for Nick Good, though. I think he's a unsung hero <laughs> of this whole. No, I'm just kidding. He was terrible. <laughs> All of them deserve to die except Sadie. She was. Um, yeah. You guys want to rate these? Yeah, my hawk. Do you guys want to rate these before we get in the questions? Uh, yeah, sure. Or afterwards. Let's do questions first. All right, questions. First. Questions. All right. So. Um... So, so they're not all fiercely related, but the majority of them are. That's why we just decide to do the whole thing uh, at the end. So the first one's from Queso Conqueso. Do you think the three-part reverse chronological order format was effective for this uh, for telling the story? Why or why not? Um, it's it's not like complete reverse chronological order though, right? Like, cause like. Well, it is it's 94, 78, 66, and then just oh, okay. wrapping it yeah, up. Yeah, and then we go back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I was cool with it. Yeah, I had no problems with it. I, I don't know. Like, I think the idea was great. Like, the idea of doing like a three-part movie series that all connects was great. But it was also kind of its downfall too. Like, I, I think the fact that they had to keep inserting like something into each movie to connect it kind of hurt it a little bit, and probably is why the the runtime is are so padded on it too. So. Um, good idea. I think they could do better with execution going forward. I think it's a good idea though. I, I'd like to see more stuff like this. I agree. Yeah, it, I agree too. Tighter. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how, I feel like you would have, you would have maybe been spoiled or maybe guessed more what was going to happen if it would have been in chronological order instead of going reverse. Um, it kind of kept you up in the air about what was happening. Even though I knew right from part one that Nick Good was not good. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I no. did not, Joe. I was like, Joe, it's the cop. And I was like, it's always the cop. No, Nick Good was a good guy. I totally did. I never handsome, saw it. It's always the handsome person coming. with the pretty blue eyes. Something watch out. In the first movie, I thought it was a cop as well, Sam. Because like, mm-hmm. if something was really off, especially when he killed that guy in the beginning. Yeah, he didn't care. <clears throat> but then in the second one, I'm like, oh, it makes sense. He's off. He's he's fucked up because it's like PTSD, basically. Because he's, oh, fuck, it's happening again. That makes more sense. And then it was revealed. So I didn't see the twist coming personally. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But when he also put the note in um, Ziggy's door and he's like, she's bad. I'm like, bitch, you know what's going on. Yeah, why did they do that? Because that's just for us, right? To mislead the audience. That's only yeah. what that's for. Because why else would he do that? I don't know. She he's never even, wanted to talk to him, you know? Yeah, but he's not even like banging her or anything. Like he has no ulterior motive. Yeah. Because he fucked her over at the end of the second movie. And I think. Well, and she had never seen him again. So it's unless she's lived in the same house since she was a kid, which I'm assuming that's how mm-hmm. he knows where she lives. But it's like she never wanted to see him. But he's in love with her, right? Still. I think I don't know I don't think so I think it's more just like he's using her 
Um, yeah, I, I don't think the reverse chronological order was necessary, personally. Um, I would have been just as fine watching it in chronological order and really get the story. So, And I think I would have appreciated 94 more had I watched it third as opposed to watching it, uh, you know, at, at the beginning. So I, I think it's a good idea. I just don't think they did it well enough to kind of execute it properly, in, in my opinion. Uh, next series of questions comes from your geeky neighbor. Do y'all think the trilogy had pretty good balance of kills with the level of blood and gore presented throughout? Um, I feel like it dropped off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it probably, yeah. Because like the first one, you got great gore and great like so stuff. Gory. And then, yeah, it does kind of drop off. Like we didn't, like obviously you get like off-screen gore, I guess you could say. Like, we, you know... We see like the kids after the fact they're dead and stuff like that. But yeah, I would like to have seen more on-screen kills, like Sam said. Like that, like we never got anything better than that bread slicer kill. Um, after it, that bread slicer kill, it, it kind of set up our expectation for a yeah. really gory series that we never really got. Right. It was like uneven with their kills. Like just go mm -hmm. for it. Fuck it. It's a rated R series. Fucking go for it. Right. <laughs> Although, like the two sisters dying at the end, that got pretty like gory. Like they showed like the axes going into them and stuff like that. But I would have liked more like inventive kills, like the, like that bread slicer kill. Which, by the way, I read on IMDb that apparently the director and the uh, the crew like had a big fight about that on whether that is actually possible. So they went and they bought a actual bread slicer and a watermelon. And they That's put it fun. through and it and it worked. <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, they were so excited." I think it would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the skull is thicker than a watermelon, but I like theirs. <laughs> yeah. What about wait? We didn't just real quick because they're saying that was the bread slicer thing. Could that really happen? What about when Dina wanted Sam to swallow fifty fucking pills dry mouth? It's like what that do you think was gonna happen plan. in a grocery store? She's like and they choking. don't get her a water. I know. <laughs> like, I'm like, asshole. bitch, I'll swallow the pills. Just give me some water. Like I can't. No. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I actually put down in my notes, like, <laughs> why the fuck did they give her water or something during the grocery <laughs> She's store? She's like, just right? swallow. Yeah. I forgot about that whole part, honestly. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, his next question. Honestly, I was pleasantly surprised at the level of detail with their kills and gore. When I heard it was R-rated trilogy, I was like, okay, it's going to barely be R-rated, like a hard teen 14 rating, being that it was a teen character focus. Glad they did it with full R-rated. And he ends with, the trilogy also inspired me to play and revisit great PS4 horror game Until Dawn. That would be good game for y'all on the Let's XP Geek and Gaming podcast to discuss and review. There, I plug the other podcast for y'all. <laughs> the game features great actors like Rami Malek and others also has many different endings to discover. It's a great game and a Oh, that would wow. be definitely fun. That would be fun. You guys yeah. should. Maybe we will. Put uh, it on the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> the next one's from Calum. Uh, hey, squad. So I was a bit nervous when I heard Fear Street was being covered this week because of how divisive it's been the horror community, but was also excited because I love the series and I'm curious, as always, to hear your thoughts on it. So first question. Do you think the three-part movie anthology is something we can expect more often in the future? And how well did Fear Street pull it off with its approach? So we kind of said how we felt about the pulling it off, but do you think we'll see this a lot now that, you know, trilogy is kind of in the same, you know, place? Yeah. I I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think I think it's a cool idea. I I, I, mean, I think it's perfect for like Netflix. Sorry, Sam, go ahead. No, you're fine. I was going to say like, 
for anyone who's listening, if you haven't checked out, are you afraid of the dark? Please watch it. It is so good. And it's just like, it's laid out like this is, if that makes sense. There's like three parts and they're all individual. Well, not individual, but they're all like watching movies, but it's all part of one movie, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I think it'll definitely stay around for a while. I liked it. It felt like an event, like a summer event. Like everyone in the horror community was talking about Fear Street for the last three weeks. And I thought that was really cool. And it, it was kind of a unique way to do it with mm-hmm. three back-to-back movies. So I, I liked the concept and I would like to see something like this happen more often, I think. Especially in the summer when there's like, you know, usually there's just a ton, but this year, not so much. And it was just fun. It was a cool like, little thing that everyone was kind of talking about. No, it would have been perfect for this. And I know they'll never do it or anything, but like, could you imagine if they did like Freddy vs. Jason like this, where they made a standalone Freddy movie, like a standalone Jason movie, and then like they combine them, like with like little hints here and there in both movies. And then like the last movie, they combine them like to make the Freddy vs. Jason. That would have been epic. Yeah, that would be epic. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. They'll never do it for I mean, <laughs> yeah. a franchise. I don't no. think. But... Um, all right. Second, which killer in a series would you like to see have their own movie? I'd like to see Ruby Lane. Whenever she was on screen, her presence was haunting, especially because of the songs she sang. And I'd like to see more from her. We know Sam agrees with you. <laughs> That's gonna be a no for me, dog. <laughs> no, I, I want to. Trying to give Ruby chances. Anytime they would shoot her in such a way that she was gonna be so fucking creepy, but then once her face pops up, it wasn't scary. Like she was too beautiful. She was a beautiful angel, a little songbird, if you will. Like <laughs> no, <laughs> I wasn't scared. Well, even the other kid says she's hot. Yeah, she's beautiful. It's like, hey, girl. What's up, girl? What's Maybe up, a little girl? little threesome with Sam and what's her face? What's up, girl? Yeah, I mine would be that like doll faced killer dude who like was really like creepy and like weird looking. Like I, I'd love to see a standalone with him. Um the skull face guy, I wish we got more of him. He was really cool, but it was very reminiscent of Scream. So I don't know like how exciting that would be. So I'd like to see that 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 doll killer. I think that would be cool. Go milkman. We don't have enough milkman serial killers, so let's yeah. do that. <laughs> Yeah, and he could murder all the housewives. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your milk delivery. <laughs> yeah, and I think it'd be cool to see a 50s killer like that, Ooh. like with the milkman. I think yeah. that'd be an awesome. It's more like eerie. Yeah, and he just, he was interesting. It's just too bad we didn't know anything about him. Um, all right, and then finally, which kill shocked you the most? Because I was not expecting it and actually liked the character a lot. Kate's death shocked me the most. Who knew bread slicers could be that deadly? Thanks as always for the amazing content, guys. Yeah, agreed. That was definitely the most surprising one for me. Yeah, same. Um, Very cool. I'll be different and go 1978 where he kills the nerdy kid, even though it wasn't like a great kill or anything. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he walks in there and he goes for it and you hear him screaming a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I thought for sure that kid was going to (laughs) live. It was so like, and like he didn't even have a chance, poor poor kid. (laughs) Um, All right, next questions from our buddy Eric. I enjoyed the series. Obviously, it had its issues. I just want to make sure that people are aware. CPR is almost definitely not going to save somebody that has been stabbed 40 times in the torso. <laughs> also, who was your favorite character and why was it Josh? That's Josh cool. was cool. Yeah, Josh was fun. Um, favorite character overall. I though. feel like CPR on that would just be like fountains of blood. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, my favorite character is probably Ziggy. Sadie Sink yeah. in uh, 78. Yeah. I concur. She's the most likable. Yeah. 
She's in it. She's in it. Go far, man. She's a good actress. Yeah, apparently yeah, she's she a big is. horror fan too. She's in an interview oh, saying like uh, that. that she wants to keep doing horror because it's fun. So nice. I like it. Sam, you agree? Siggy? Yeah, I yeah, I'll, I agree. All right. Uh, next one's from horror fan Ryan. This trilogy was based around a witch. Is there another storyline you would like to see a trilogy done of? Mm. Hard to link stuff, right? Because witches is. like cursed lands. What about like an Indian burial ground? That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the same realm though as a witch, but mm, kind of, sort of. Possible. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen voodoo in a long time. I like uh, to do ooh. like a voodoo priestess. You know, there's a. Uh, got I, an I, American I, horror story a little. Yeah, but yeah. I, I really like New Orleans. I think it has it's a very interesting like setting and I think mm-hmm. I really like a really like kind of cool New Orleans voodoo storyline. Mm-hmm. You, you got yeah. the speaking of New Orleans, you got the new uh, vampire movie, Sexy Vampires, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. What was the name of that? Um Interview with Vampire. Interview with Vampire. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> new movie. <laughs> I think it's a show. I don't know. My uncle's working on it. Yeah, it's a oh. show. Yeah. It's a TV oh, show, wow. yeah. Your uncle's working on it? Yeah, he's a like a construction guy for sets. That's cool. amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Tell him to send us some videos. Yeah, I mean, Uncle Mike, don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. But it's a cool job, though. That is a cool job. Um. All right. So, did you guys have anything other ideas for? Uh, I'm I'm sticking with Indian burial ground. Yeah. We can talk about yeah, like. Yeah, nothing new that I can think of. First movie yeah. is the white people go in and kick him out. That's bad, right? Then they're cursed, and then so on and so on and so on. And then the wooden statue goes back and kills everyone. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> and then yeah. pets come alive. And they're evil. Awesome. <laughs> we'll call it Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Starring Chief Woodenhead. <laughs> um, the next one's from Mondo. Am I alone in thinking that his Fear Street trilogy was way better than either Goosebumps or Scary Stories movies? Um, yeah, I'd say you are wrong. I like actually. the Goosebumps movies a lot. They're really fun. I Yeah, I really like both Goosebumps movies. And I, I mean, I still go to bat for our uh, scary stories. I really I like too. scary stories. Yep. Yeah. Um, maybe more so, maybe more so than, than this one. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I like this one. Obviously, we'll get into our ratings and stuff like that. But I had way more issues with the like this than I did, I think, scary stories and Goosebumps. Goosebumps is fun. I didn't Goosebumps like the 2 was awesome. other one. I love oh, Goosebumps 2 is legit. Yeah. I didn't like scary stories, but I really like 1978, yeah. so I'm sticking yes and no. Yeah. Same same thing for me. Um, next series of questions from Weezerface. Fear Street has been polarizing from what I've seen. Why do you, why do you think people either hate or love it? I think for all the reasons we said, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and two, I think that I don't know. I'll talk more about this on my rating, but you got to remember who the audience for Fear Street is. It's it's not for us. Like it is, but it's not. See, I thought it was for us because yeah, I mean it is, but it's it. not Todd. This yeah, it's like there's well, it's an for, identity crisis here for sure. It's definitely not for my twelve year old. No. <laughs> be watching in this if i was 12 and it would scare me well i know but as i mean you remember parent, we watched no. we all watched like scream when we were like 12 and 13 yeah. but like that was they weren't for us i guess right and like I don't no. know. like kids kids will love this right i mean, and, like, I mean we... adults will like no go ahead no it's fine i'll wait until the end okay yeah see yeah i, I kind of it, it kind of is for us because i was 12 in 1994 so 
why else would they set something in the 90s if you're not trying to get the people who live through the 90s as a team mm -hmm. right so i think it is partly for us but that's you're right it, there's an identity crisis there um her next question did you see the twist coming i know sam said she did i didn't sam claims she did <laughs> Come on. Nick Good, justice for Nick Good. He's right I, at the Joe, top. I, Joe I didn't heard see my it proof. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I did he may remember you mentioning it, but I, I didn't see it coming. Neither did I. I thought he was a good character, especially in part two. Don't even ask Joe. He didn't even know it was Nick Good in part two. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's part three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think part of it was not knowing that 1666 would be the same actors. You know? It's right. Just, uh, he didn't even know that Zig older Ziggy was young Ziggy. Right, exactly. <laughs> that took me a minute too, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and our last question, favorite kill in each movie. So we talked about our favorite kill overall, but what would you say for the other two movies you didn't mention? Ooh, don't remember. Oh, oh um, in part one is the Maya Hawk kill because mm -hmm. it's pretty in your face. The, the, bread, the bread one is obviously fun or, or more mm -hmm. fun, but the knife slashing was great. And then in part two, it's going to be the ending dual kill. Cause that's pretty brutal in your face as well. Mm -hmm. Plus sad. And then the third one, um, I guess if you count the killers killing each other, if that counts, it, count. it cool. counts, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty much there with Todd, except in the last one, obviously the, the kids like being, even though you don't see it, it's like off screen, just like the, they're getting their eyeballs like taken out. And the last one was awesome. So, yeah. I agree with one and two. And then for three, I'm going to go with the hanging of Sarah because it's really sad and fucked up. That's a good shot. I forgot about that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And two for me is when the guy gets his head chopped off. Oh, yeah. That fall, was awesome. Falls I forgot. Down, that falls was down pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that was all really about good. that, Steve. Yeah. Yep. That was great. That was gnarly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Next one's from Rinfa. How do you guys feel about killing kids off in movies? Most scene, most of the scenes where younger kids died in '78 were off screen, but do you think we should have seen them? I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, I got no problem with it. Um, I can see why they don't do it because, like, obviously it triggers certain people, and like, it. I feel like it causes more outrage when you kill kids in movies, but. It's like so like it happens all the time now. I mean, like I don't remember the outrage when they kill kids in like Pet Cemetery. Like I'm sure there was when the first one came out with Stephen King, but like when the remake happened, like I didn't see people level up in arms about it. So I mean, yeah, just fucking do it. Who cares? Well, Joe. As a father. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's hot. Uh it depends on how it's shot, honestly. As a like, daddy. I, yeah. As a big daddy. Um, like uh <laughs> Doctor Sleep, I hated that kid kill. I hated yeah. it. Like I talked about it was that. Brutal. I, thought, I really? thought it was over the top. I thought it was unnecessary, and you guys disagreed. Yeah. But I thought that was like gratuitous. But it uh, was. <laughs> and this one, because you're torturing it, it, it yeah. But um I don't know. It, it depends on the age. Like these twelve year olds and stuff at the camp, like, eh, let's get after it. But like younger obviously it's a little bit more disturbing how do you feel about georgie it's fucking brutal it made me like tear up right because he's such a cute kid and yeah but, but it was necessary and i think but you're right story, yeah. where it, if it's necessary to the story uh i think they should show it because it's but don't do it gratuitously yeah, yeah the, the worst part about it for me was when he was um penny was was pretending to be him and he was just saying i want to go home i was like oh like you fucking clown fuck like yeah if it makes sense, like you guys said. Mm -hmm. 
All right, next one's from Chuck, Captain Amazing 85. What years would you use for a trilogy anthology? Uh, Trilthology, if you will. <laughs> oh, man. It's, I mean, it's a good question. Um, I mean, I think the 60s is always, like, a great thing to go back to because you got, like, the hippies and, like, the satanic panic stuff and whatnot. So I'll go 60s. Um... 20s because i don't think we get enough like 20s like roaring 20s like style horror movies like and i think that could be like a really fun um thing to play on like you get a little bit of it in the shining there like when he goes into the ballrooms and you kind of get that 20s like vibe there but i think like a horror movie as a whole would be great in that um and then so let's go 2060s and then today i'm gonna go with 600 bc Oh shit! No, All right, just tigers walking. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I don't know. I don't really have much different to add to this, but I'm. I'll go '90s, 2000s. Can you imagine like a bunch of girls getting killed in their velour sweatsuits? <laughs> Um, I don't know what that means, but with okay. their with their gigapets or gigapets or whatever they're called, Tamagotchis. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then I guess eighties, just so it's back to back. Eighties, nineties, two thousand. All right, throw some Furbies in there too while we're at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. going forty five. So like right after or you know the end of World War Two, and then we'll do fifty five. Martin McFly is having a visit, and then we'll go. Uh, we'll jump ahead to twenty forty for just Ooh. just cause love it oh i like i like the way you think it's like blade runner um i'll go 82 because it's the year i was born i'll go 19 1915 and i'd go the victorian age i really am fascinated by the victorian age so Ooh, i want to know what a killer looks like and what they do and how they kill back in the victorian yeah like like jack the ripper and like the blood splatters on their like white powdered faces and white powdered wigs. <laughs> there you go. Um, they did make a uh, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. I never saw it. But... It's terrible. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It was a book too. <laughs> yeah, I read the book too, and it was not great either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Next one. Any recommendations for time travel horror? Oh. Butterfly yep. effect. <laughs> Butterfly effect. Um, yeah, what's that one we just watched? Uh, Synchronic. Synchronic. Yeah. Oh, Synchronic. That's, yeah. It's, it's pretty damn it's, good. It's dark, so prepare yourself. Yeah, but it's very good. Hug your doggy close. Uh, time Crimes. It's a Spanish movie. And uh, I really like time looping movies where, like, you see a guy at the beginning of the movie and that ends up being you. 45, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So Time Crimes is a good one, Spanish movie, and then also a one called Triangle, um, which is set in the Bermuda Triangle, and they get on a ship, and it's one of those things where, like, they see a killer, and then, like, you're trying to figure out who it is, but it's also time loopy, so, like, you end up walking into yourself. It's kind of, what was that one, Joe? Yeah, I know you watched it with um, Ethan Hawke. Pre- uh, predestination oh or, yeah that's a good one yeah pre- one. predestination not really yeah. horror not really way, yeah but, but it's a good adjacent. one yeah yeah mm-hmm. so time loop shit like that is really good so triangle and time crimes you, you i think you like them mm-hmm. i'm scared of the beer muta triangle <laughs> yeah. i can't even look up anything about it oh man you can go to a freaking rabbit hole on youtube is it real it, it's it real right ask. yeah <laughs> scary um, yeah, and I'll go Army of Darkness. Oh, nice. Okay. 
Uh-huh, because I can't really think of anything. His next question, was it a missed opportunity to just throw a mob of killers at the end? Where was the pastor? Um, well, like the pa- uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the pastor could have been there, right? Like Yeah, because yeah, he killed like, all they, the kids, right? Right. Yeah, like well, so like yeah, because he was one of the ones that got pos- there was like 50 names on that wall, but they didn't they only focused on like five or six. If you brought like 50 people out there, it would have just been comical probably, like, you know, so I think they just had to make a choice. Would have been like a cabin in the woods, I yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would have looked like like WWF Royal Rumble with like all of them going oh, yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. He says, Steve, Steven, Stevia, Stevepedia, oh. <laughs> Steve. How fun. Ask them what our food pairing is for the trilogy, please, sir. Oh. For the trilogy? How about Dina's well, famous? You have, to have a really bad accent, Sam. When <laughs> Colonial how do accent. I, I don't even know how to do it. Neither did they. What, they what accent <laughs> was it that they were doing? Kind of Englishish. Like was colonial it English? English? Like yeah. colonial, yeah. I don't even know. Um, like I don't even know what that sounds like. Um, Joseph, you got to have a stew if you want to go out. You just sound like <laughs> Scottish or something. Tod, I'm going. I'm going to pick Dina's. <laughs> Pancakes. <laughs> Do you know what? Pound cake? Her pancakes. Her burnt oh, her... pancakes. Oh, that's right. That she makes. Can I go loot? Can I go loot with this, please? I legit thought those were chocolate pancakes. I didn't realize. Joe was like, burnt. oh, yeah. I'm like, Joe, she burnt the cut. Like, I can't. <laughs> like, she burnt the pancakes. <laughs> um, all right. Moving on to uh, Creature Feature, who's a new member on our Discord. So. Woo Welcome woo? to the Discord, and everyone who isn't on Discord should definitely be on it because it's a great yes. time. Uh, who do you think stole the book at the end? That's a great question. I think it's one of someone from Nick's family, or it's someone from Sunnyvale who knew. Yeah, I would I would say it's like one of Nick's like ancestors. Like we don't really we didn't really know Nick's background, so maybe he had like a son or something like that, or a brother um, or something, or a brother. Yeah, so maybe the mayor. The mayor the died. Yeah, mayor. I remember they kept mentioning the mayor. And yeah, the mayor I just said like he didn't have anything to do with it. Right. So maybe it was the mayor. Maybe the so mayor maybe grabbed the him. book. Yeah. Did it look like an old hand or a young hand? Maybe it was Josh. It happens really fast. Was it white? Do we know uh, if it was, it was white, white or? Was it white? Never mind. Sam gave what me if it w- <laughs> What if it was um what if it was Ziggy? What if cause she's like making sure it's done? Mm, no, the way they the way they framed it, it was like a sinister grab. Like so I feel like it was it wasn't for yeah. good. So I I'm going with the mayor or someone in Nick Good's family. A good family. Yeah, female hands to me. Female hands? All right. Yeah, look Maybe. Like Nick's wife. Oh yeah. I don't know if he had one, but... All right. So next question's from M, which, by the way, update on her dog, Dexter. Doing great. So nice. we're, we're, great. Very, we're very, very mm-hmm. happy about that. Um, did any of you read the Fear Street books? I still do, even though for, they're for teens. I have pretty decent collection. Uh, so have you guys read any of these? I did. I read, I read a couple, like when I was in middle school, do I remember like which ones I read? I remember there was like a, a Christmassy, like horror fear street one that I remember reading. And then I remember reading one of the babysitter ones. There was like a whole series of the babysitter ones that I read, but yeah. I remember doing a book report on a babysitter one. I just don't remember what it was. Yeah. Sounds you reading. I was trying to think of what the babysitter one was called. Um, I read some of them and I have a few of them. I mean, who doesn't reread R.L. Stein books? 
I legit haven't read like a Goosebumps book. Care if they are for teens, it's still fun. Yeah, Yeah. I'd like to go back and read one. I used to love the the choose your own adventure ones. Where like, (laughs) (laughs) that's where my anxiety started. (laughs) Those were fun. (laughs) And I haven't read any. I I read Goosebumps, but not uh, any of the Fear Streets. Uh, Says rank the three movies from favorite to least. I guess we'll do that when we do the ratings a little bit. Yeah. And we have to give an overall oh rating gosh. for the trilogy too. So, what? I'm looking at covers for Fear Street, and I did the knife because I'm looking at the oh. covers. I remember that for sure from '92. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was cool that in the movie too. That like in the bookstore, there were, it was all Fear Street books like on the on the shelves. I thought that was like a cool little touch. Um, she's, her last question was: Were you guys surprised by the brutality and adult nature of the movies? The kills were pretty decent, and I was shocked they had sex scenes. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I was not just because like I remember we did a news segment on it and how it was going to be like R-rated and stuff. So I wasn't, but like had I not known going in, I would have been shocked. Yes. Yeah, I was agree. I shocked that they had sex? Yeah. I like that graphically, I guess. Um, I guess I was, but I didn't really know what to expect. I don't remember Joe talking about that on the news. Um, I, I guess with the kills, then seeing the sex, I wasn't surprised if that makes sense. Makes sense. And our final question from Oddjob versus 007. It was bold of them to take some of R.L. Stein's stories and make them R-rated. What other of his works would you like to see get a more mature take of? I think a mature take on the Haunted Mask could be awesome. Um, I think it could, they could, like Carly Beth, like when she puts on the mask, becomes like a killer or something like that could get really dark. Or like one day at Horrorland, like sort of a la Hellfest or um, Haunt or something like that could be like mm-hmm. a really cool um, take on it. Night or, of the Living Dummy yeah, would be really say, scary. Or my last one would be Night of the Living Dummy for sure, yeah. Say cheese and die. Yeah! <laughs> they die gruesomely. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think any of those would be really, really cool. So, so thank you everyone for the questions. We can't do the segment without you. All right, I want to rate these... Uh, yeah all right let's start with part one we're gonna do it let's do round table here so part one i am gonna say it's the weakest one and i'm gonna give it a six i mirror that two and a half on letterbox six out of ten dang a six for just part one not as like a whole (laughs) okay for part one I'm going to give it just because Todd and Joe gave it both sixes. I'm going to give it monsters. What should I give it? Um, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Wow. Dang, I didn't know you liked it that much. Well, I'm going to tell you at the end why. All right. Uh, yeah, a six for me too. <laughs> 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 oh, fellas, come on. All righty. So part two, 1978, uh, like I said, my favorite, probably my favorite one out of the whole series, um, pacing issues really drag this one down for me, but it was still a great time. I think it's the only one you can watch as a standalone. Um, so, uh, I'm going to give it an eight. I really liked it. I'm a little bit higher. 8.25 for the, the reasons you mentioned four out of five on letterbox. I thought it was really fun. Love the throwbacks to the camp. Sadie was awesome. Kills are good, and just had a good time with it. Wait, what did you get? Both give it an eight point something. I gave it an eight. I gave it eight point two five. I'm gonna give it a nine. Wow. 
And I am with Joe in eight uh, is my favorite one. And I thought it was a, a fun one, a fun watch. All right, three. Then, yeah, part three, 1666. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the choice to use the actors was a huge mistake here, but I still did enjoy this one for the most part. And they, they wrapped it up like pretty nicely. Like I thought, like they, it was kind of like put on with a nice bow um, with the ending and they, they did wrap it all up pretty nicely here. Um, so I'm going to give it a seven. All right. I'm, I'm still at a six and a two and a half. <clears throat> I just wasn't feeling it. <sighs> okay. So by the end of this one, I actually did like Dina. I I did. I did. She didn't get on my nerves like she did in part one. But like I said, time period pieces, they just are my thing. Um, I was bored in this one. It was like a background one, like Todd said. So I'm going to give it... This is hard because the ending was good it was fine um, well we're gonna rate it as like a whole series too so if that changes i okay i'm gonna give it a six okay uh and i'm close to you guys 6.5 it, it was slightly better than 94 but not not that great all right series as a whole what you got uh yeah so like i think uh the more i think about it like i have a lot of problems with it but at the end of the day, like I'm more favorable on it than I am like against it. Um, you know, I had a good time overall watching it. Would I rewatch them again? Definitely part two, maybe part one, like, but it would take some, some effort. Uh, and part three, uh, you know, same. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall I, I liked it uh, and I, I hope they do more stuff like this. Um, I would like to see more Fear Street movies. I think maybe just do standalone movies um, just because like the runtimes don't need to be this long and stuff. But overall, as a whole, I, I enjoyed it. I'm torn here. Um, but, I you know, I think I'm, I'm comfortable with a seven and a half on it. I was between a seven and a seven and a half, but I'll give it a seven and a half as a whole. If part two, I think Joe said this, if part two was its own movie, I think he would have given it a nine, which I'm probably yeah. right up there too. If you cut some of the stuff that didn't have to be connected to one and three, it's right yeah. up there. Um, uh, if I'm averaging, if I'm just doing averaging as two sixes and an 8.25, it's probably at a 7.25 total. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll stick with that 7.25. A lot of good stuff. And I think if they go with another sh- trilogy, they will probably improve upon it. So 7.25 overall. I think they will too, Todd, if they do another trilogy. Um, I also agree with Joe. I think that it would be more interesting if they did it on standalone movies. Um, Okay, so going back to what I said, like it is for us, but it's not like, I feel like it's for people like me. Like I'm not so serious when it comes to my horror movies. Like you guys are being like very critiquey, which is totally fine, but it's like, it's just not the same realm of things. It can't be perfect just because what it is. I personally think, um, will I watch this again? Yes, I will. I'll probably watch it like within the next month or two. Um, it's just like the goosebumps movies, just like scary stories in the dark. Um, so I'm going to give it an overall nine. Wow. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. 
you know, it was enjoyable, but not like great, I guess. Um, so seven is what I'm comfortable with. It's pretty close to like the average of all my scores put together. So, mm-hmm. so here's my question. Like I would put part two, like in my top 10, but like, mm-hmm. can we do that? I, <laughs> that, that, that I, I already have my top 10. Cause it's, it's, yeah, it's like, they're each, not? they're three movies. That's yeah, just right? the way it is. Right. So, okay. Yeah, so I have it in my top ten. I mean, I don't think it'll stay there because it's an eight, but it might, man. Yeah. With this year, it, it might. It this might. Year is yeah. Not been great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I think it's six for me right now. So, you guys want to guess which one is highest rank on Letterbox? I would guess yeah. part two. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I would have guessed. Well. Sp- yeah, I think the cabin setting is, would. Yeah. Part three yes. is really part wow. Part three is a three point six. Part two is a 3.4 and part one is a 3.1. That's shocking to me because most people hate like colonial period pieces, yeah, but right. maybe like just how it wraps it up at the end, people really liked. So, interesting. you know what? I, um, I like that there, I like that this movie exists though for certain people, yeah, you know, yeah. to root for. Um, so that's a good plus too, even though some of it is kind of you know out, um, pushed at you, but I'm glad it it's there so that's good for people too so and, and no, Todd, we talked about this last week and you asked me should i show should i show this to my kids and i said oh. part one maybe but part two no overall what do you think do you think this is appropriate for um you know i know every parent's different like some people are showing them whatever they want at certain ages that's but that's not me so i would say no none of them not yet uh we did watch jeepers creepers though me and my daughter so that's for next week cool why watch? Why wouldn't you watch, let them watch this? Because sex, the stuff. sex stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sex is normal and natural, though. Whereas yeah, but if just... <laughs> yeah, but if you have a, a and it goes daughter, fast. Yeah, creepers is something that can never happen. You know, a demon coming alive. Oh uh, yes, it can. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get it. But no, what I, are we... I was just curious. What's the plan for next week? What are we covering? Have we decided yet? Uh, if if you guys can see Escape Room, we'll do that. If not, we could do uh, Quiet Place too. Down for okay. Quiet Place. Yeah, I do a Quiet Place. I don't know let's where do... Escape Room is at, except the theater. Yeah. It's only let's a theater. Let's do, let's do a Quiet Place. Yeah, let's do a, a Quiet Place too. I think a lot of people are excited to hear our thoughts on that, and I'm excited to talk about it. So, yeah. so it's yeah. available on Prime for people who are uh, didn't so, see it in the theater. Prime, not nice. Free on Prime. It is here in Canada. I, I didn't check the U.S., but it is here. Let's see. Let's see. And Old is coming out, like, this weekend, actually, I think. Is it really? Yeah. <sighs> I'm excited. Oh, we got a, it's like, man, I, I was looking at, like, release dates. It's like, we're definitely not going to be able to cover everything, but, yeah, like, right. <laughs> there, there's, uh, there's a lot coming out here. And yeah. What I, if we do two-parter? Like, we still have to do our 90s episode, too. Right. We'll, we'll, have, to, I mean, we'll have to make point. some decisions. But, like, we can squeeze them in, like, later in the year, too, you know, like, yeah. before the end of the year. So I think old would be a good one to do, though. And, I mean, we'll see. I, Escape Room, I think Escape Room would be good because I can probably get Adam Robitel back on the show. So that would be, like, a good for an interview and – I interviewed a bunch of Fear Street people yesterday. I haven't heard anything back, but if oh. I do get a response yeah. before Friday, I'll, I'll try. I'll try to squeeze them in. Cool. All right. So, uh, quiet place too. It's good. Quiet place too. Right. Sounds good. See you guys. Have fun at work. Bye. 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 Later. See you.
the truth will come out. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But it will. <laughs>